This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, what's that number again? Look out, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. <laughs> with Pete Davis, sidekick producer at Sports Rack Tour Extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's Philander, and it's Thursday, baby. Here we go. Stand by. Here comes trouble. We got a lot of like uh, pre-Christmas stuff here today. We're going to do all Christmas stuff tomorrow, I think, probably. Oh, we got now. Who's your uh, monster uh, 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 pet? Um, yeah, doobie doobie there, uh, uh, Pete Davis. This is the Bumble, the Bumble from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ah, you're way too into these uh, cartoon and, characters. And remember, Bumble, Bumble's Bounce. I don't, I have no idea who that is. I don't remember ever seeing him, and I don't remember Are you the, the only person that never saw Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen, I remember seeing, isn't that what, didn't Burl Ives do the voice on that, maybe? Yes. Yeah, well, that was, I saw it in 1959, yeah, so that, <clears throat> I haven't seen it since then, so. <clears throat> really? Well, You were no. like seven years before. Before it existed. <laughs> well, I don't remember. Uh, it wasn't recently, you know. Jeez. <laughs> Besides, a pretty girl just walked by and I got distracted. <laughs> the one that I like to watch right. while leaving work. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I try to surreptitiously so watch her leaving work. It's just the dumbest, stupid thing. Uh, 304, the Kibber Pete and Flounder. Pete Davis, how's it going? What's new in the mountains of Macon there, sir? Anything going on? Well, it's been cold the last yeah. few days. That's wow. I went outside to put Frosty the Snowman out and like barely get it back in before it froze. Well, I, in fact, lately this morning so I've been leaving my motorcycle jacket at the foot of the stairs to remind me to put it on to go get my freaking paper. Honestly, the other morning I was yesterday, I think yesterday the morning before, it had to be like 28 and I walked out there in my t-shirt and my, you know, skivvies or whatever uh, to get my paper. I, mean, I, was, I was shivering for an hour afterwards. I mean, just, I mean, wow. When you take blood thinners, it really gets into your bones. I mean, it's like leaving here at night. I actually zip my leather jackets up all the way and wear gloves just to get to the parking lot because it's so... And that parking wow. deck is all concrete, so it's ten times colder than the outside. It's just, I mean, it's really, really... Anyway, it's winter, so I'm not complaining. And by the way, uh, and uh, fly, oh, no, I can't... Are you at the... I, how you doing? Anything new in there? He's got, all as well, I, just look, doing a little YouTube thing here. Oh, excellent. And are we going on YouTube, or is there a uh, problem? Yeah, we're working on it right now. Oh, oh so we're, we're off at the moment? Off at the moment, uh -huh. but we're getting it worked as, as, as we speak. Excellent. Well, that's very exciting, so that'll be fun. And um, uh, this is the winter solstice. You know what's amazing? Tonight. I guess I'm an old-timer. Yeah, a little after 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, but it, I remember growing up as a kid or being in school and so forth, uh, the winter solstice and the summer solstice, the vernal equinox, the autumnal equinox, those things were, were significant to mention and point out they were always like headlines in the paper or was all over radio. I mean, I remember growing up with those those things meant something, and now I, there's nothing. You couldn't even find anything. I had to go look to make sure I was aware of the axis tilting of the Earth uh, running around the sun there for the winter solstice. Anyway, it's the shortest day of the year is what that actually means, and it's because, and we are in winter in the northern hemisphere and summer in the southern hemisphere because the southern hemisphere is tilted toward the sun, and we're tilted away from the sun for this trip 
trip around the moon for six months. And then uh, the good news is tomorrow, the, the first official day is tomorrow. It happens the solstice tonight at 1020 or something like that. Uh, but uh, uh, but every day after that, we get uh, lighter and lighter, more daylight every every minute, a couple of minutes every day until we get to the uh, June 20. I, I think this year the, uh, the uh, summer solstice is June 24th. It used to be the 21st. Or the end of the 22nd, overnight in the 22nd. Now it's the 24th. I don't know why. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Wizard. Oh, okay. Oh, now you've uh, sent a new story to get here? Uh, we, we can talk about that. We, oh, 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 my God. Read the headline. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pete just, is this Babylon B? No, this is real. No. Study finds sniffing women's tears reduces aggressive behavior in men. That's why they cry. To get us to be nice to them. Yeah. Oh, my God, you dirty, filthy treaks. Oh, oh sorry. No, that would be <laughs> Trollops. <laughs> skanks. skanks. <laughs> Slatterns. <laughs> uh, well, that, my goodness. You know, chicks, man. You know. I, so and, many tricks. God, there's just, you know. Chicks with tricks. We'll never figure it out. We'll never figure it out. Nope. All right, three, almost 308. How are you doing? Kim Pete and Flounder. Here's the number. We love phone calls. In fact, we're going to talk about best Christmas movies. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe any last-minute Christmas stuff and uh, some year-end uh, things. Maybe you have a list of your favorite things over the year or the things that, whatever. You know, let's have fun together. 404-741-1230. And um, let's see. Oh, by the way, since this is the winter solstice, or actually uh, starting tonight, it is also Short Girls Day. <laughs> uh, under five feet five is officially Short Girl. Uh, and this is officially I like Short Girl. Oh, yeah, they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, I short girl. And uh, so that so uh, nothing nothing you know. Uh, please don't be offended if you're five ten, ladies. I mean that's uh, you believe me. Uh, but uh, we got those little, 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 little about five two hundred and five pounds. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, sorry, sorry, just goofing around here. We're just teasing. Anyway, short girls day. Uh, happy for you and a lot of girls. If, 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 I, I, I think most women who are short wish they were taller. I'll bet you that's true. I'll bet a woman. I'll bet you a woman, a woman today who's forty and is five foot three probably wishes she was five eight. I'm just guessing. I've got, I could be totally wrong, but I think most women who are who are kind of maybe not petite. I think a woman who's really petite and known for petite probably appreciates it. But I think a woman who's like five three or something would probably rather be five seven or five eight. I'll bet you. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's my impression. Uh, let's see. Billion things. Billion things. Uh, three oh nine. <clears throat> Um, bum, bum, bum. Um, oh, um, a, a quick uh, travel note. I, as you know, I'm uh, flying out to surprise my grandkids on Christmas Day. And according to the latest statistics, the traffic starting today and tonight. This, In fact, right now, 3 o'clock Thursday afternoon before Christmas is supposed to be the beginning of the horrible rush. So if you're getting a lot of traffic out there, that's because everybody's leaving to go make their holiday plans and driving on the street to get where they're going or to the airport or whatever. So it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be awful out there for the next several days. And through the weekend, and then we don't know about that weather. We could be, we still, I mean, the weekend looks great. I saw the forecast tomorrow and, and Saturday looked like 62 degrees or something. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, but in terms of traffic, it's going to be mobbed at the airport. If you don't have a reserved parking spot, you better get one or take Uber or a taxi or a friend or something because you're not going to find a place to park. And they shut, you know, they shut down one of the lots in the South Lot and doing construction and stuff like that. Anyway, the traffic pattern, or the number of people traveling at the passenger traffic at Hart. Here we go. Passenger traffic at Hartsfield will be peak tomorrow. 327,000 people will have the slowest day of the holiday period. 
And then uh, on the 25th, when I'm traveling, it goes from 327,000 to 229,000, like 100,000 people fewer going through on Christmas Day. And uh, and then it starts getting higher again. When I come back, it's going to be a monster. So anyway, whatever. But that's just a word to the wise. And, and by the way, uh, thank you, Flounder. Fixed me up. I, I realized I didn't get a. Con- I couldn't find my confirmation of my uh, my parking thing. I'm going. I reserved a place to park my car to go drive to the airport by myself, and I couldn't find the confirmation. And I'm I, I'm starting to freak out because I'm thinking, oh my God, what if I? Get-? I always I always trade. I always plan for the worst. That's I, I'm I'm a real anal about that. And my friend, so I'm calling Flounder. I said, Flounder, Flounder, oh, my God, well, I can't, if I don't have a confirmation, what if I get there? You know, like, what if I'm, like, 20 minutes late and I don't have a code or something to get in? If it's a gate and I need a special access code that they would have sent me in the confirmation, but I don't have it. And if, there's no, if it's not manned, and I need some, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so, <laughs> so he took my phone, uh, and he did whatever he did with it. And now I have the app on the parking thing. And he confirmed for me that I am confirmed. I have paid. I am set to go. And, and so I was worried, well, what if I get there and there's nobody on duty? But, do I have an assigned space? If I don't have the confirmation, how do I know where to park? I mean, I'm going through all this stuff there's in my head. There's somebody there. Yeah, there's someone there all the time. There's somebody there. There's right. actually so, someone yeah. there 24 hours a yeah. day. All right. So, uh, a uh, human. Uh, well, this is good news because these days, who knows? <laughs> anyway, so thank you anyway. We're all set to go. Uh, 312. Coming up, uh, we're going to take a little cop here in a second. I want to play for you a couple things. Uh, we have some major news stories going on here. But first thing I want to do when we come back here in just a moment is to begin with a story of a Christmas gift, which made me weep reading it, and may make you weep when you hear it. <laughs> no, no, let's not be negative, Mr. Grinchel Gruncho. <laughs> Mr. Grouchy Groper. I'm the bumble today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, and you'll hear that. And it involves, it's a daughter and what she did for her daddy, and it's just, it's just as sweet as it can be. Plus more goofing around Christmas uh, uh, toys to work. Uh, oh, and also, what, uh, do you know the name of this? Uh, there's a Netflix kid show called Coco Melon or Coco Melon or Coco Melon. Coco Melon is how it's spelled. You know how it's pronounced? I have, I have no idea what it is. Other than it's now making the news because it's basically grooming children. And it's on. It's a huge hit on Netflix. And uh, where do you hear what the, the Babylon Bee says about it? That's all coming up, too. And also, you're going to hear Rush Limbaugh's last year-end thank yous and Christmas wishes the last time he was alive on the radio at his Christmas end uh, comments from three years ago. And we'll play that for you uh, shortly with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder 313 on 106.3. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> 319. Look out. How's it going? I much about dancing. That's why I got this song. One of my legs is shorter than the other and both of my feet's too long. Of course, now right along with them. I got no natural rhythm. But I go dancing every night. Hoping one day I might get it right. I'm a dancing fool. That's how I feel about dancing. I shall never dance again. Well, on this day in 1940... Frank Zappa was born. The multi-instrumentalist, producer, and composer. Recorded with the Mothers of Invention and, of course, solo. He had his 69 album, Hot Rats. 1974 album, Apostrophe, featuring Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. His first band was The Blackouts. Recorded one of the first concept albums, Freak Out. Frank Zappa died of prostate cancer in December 1993. 
<laughs> that was a weird <laughs> You got to give the guy, you know, I mean, God bless him. He named his kids Moon Unit and Tweezel. I mean, geez, you know, what, uh, what, hey, you know, they've turned out pretty good. Uh, 320, Kevin Pete and I The birthday list includes Kiefer Sutherland is 57 today. And let's see what else we got here. Yeah, da, da, da. On this day, 1620, the Mayflower, with its passengers from England, landed at Plymouth Rock. And thus began the white supremacy movement to ruin America forever and ever, unless you're a Democrat. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's a history book. It's all wrong here. All right, I got 320. How you doing? It's only me. It's only the camera. Right, here's this. I love this story. Lindsay Moore is a girl who posted a video on her TikTok account of her secret Santa gift to her father. Her father sold what she called his most prized possession many years ago when the family needed the money. And she made a vow, the daughter made a vow to herself, fulfilling a promise years ago that at the, when she was seven years old when this happened, she remembered her father selling his Dan Marino football card to get extra money for the family, to get some extra cash. The daughter vowed to buy that card back 30 years later. Here's a video, and you'll hear the sound of the little, who now the woman's mother, reading the card aloud as her father gets her Christmas present. Okay, it says, Dad. This is what, this make me go and cry on this one. This was one of my most vivid childhood memories, how I remember it. I, how she remembers it, so God knows what it's right or not, okay? I was maybe seven or eight, and you left me and Nick in the car to go into a store, at a comic book store. Money was tight, so you were, you were uh, selling uh, your most prized possession. At least I viewed it as that in the moment. I felt your sacrifice, and it taught me that I would do whatever necessary to ensure my future family never needed for anything. It was a lesson that has stuck with me since that moment. It taught me that the value of the greater good, everything I do in life, whether you work hard or good, I sure it was for the greater good's benefit. In that moment, as you got back in the car with extra cash to pay for whatever bills due, groceries needed, my seven-year-old mind was determined to buy it back. I knew I would work hard enough to repay you put uh repay you put into a greater good i will never be able to fully repay that debt a seven-year-old old homie would be so elated to see that i finally fulfilled that promise i made to myself thank you for everything i love you lenny uh, i know what it is then. <laughs> dad's getting a little misty out there Anyway, so that was nice. But it's too bad the crowd wasn't into it as much as I am, for God's sakes. I wasn't even there. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway, I thought that was a touching moment. <laughs> it was. It was the gift of the Magi all over again, right in front of us, right uh, there. There we all saw the right whole there. thing. <laughs> 323 with a camera Pete and Flounder. <laughs> well, it's a lot better. She could have given him uh, uh, some of the banned toys this year. Madam Quanto's ovarian origami. I don't even... I can't... Uh, uh, <laughs> poison lawn darts. <laughs> poison lawn darts. Is probably... Poison? Boy, uh, how about Art Fern's Bagel Vipers? <laughs> again, these are... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 323. Uh, by the way, now, do you know about this uh, TV show on Netflix called uh, Coco Melon or Cocomelon? I don't know how you Never pronounce it. Never heard of it last night. Well, boy, it's all over the news all of a sudden. And here's what the Babylon Bee has a take on it. 
The show, uh, Coco Melon, however it's pronounced, released a powerful new episode teaching that four-year-old boys should put on dresses to dance for grown men while they take pictures. Yes, our team here at Coco Melon wants nothing more than to make little boys feel comfortable in a camera studio where grown men put them in dresses and ask them to dance, said the show developer Stacy Darnell. It's a message that every little boy needs to hear. The new episode apparently shows four-year-old Johnny, encouraged by his dad's new roommate, Dale, to overcome his anxiety about wearing a dress to please older men. The two adult men then proceed to set up a professional lighting kit to take pictures of Johnny while requesting that Johnny show them his best moves. Uh, for a backdrop, the men set up a little crescent moon love seat. It's a beautiful story about a, a kid facing his fears of being photographed after adult men make him cross-dress, explained the writer Anthony Higgins. It's never too young to start putting that message in children's impressionable brains. At publishing time, though, the pedophile community had asked the uh, Coco Melon producers to try to make their grooming a bit less obvious. And incidentally, they've come up with some new songs, new woke songs for the Coco Melon uh, new popular Netflix uh, for young children TV show. Uh, for example, uh, Mary was a little man whose name used to be Dave. <coughs> okay. Uh, one little, two little, three little dads. <coughs> okay. The Wokey Pokey. Well, now, see, this is a whole different kind of a take on <coughs> Baba Sheep of Color. Uh, there'll be no wool for the master. Master would be not a good word. If you're gay and you know it, clap away. Oh, sorry. Mary, Mary, tall and hairy, a sweet nursery rhyme about the WNBA. <laughs> How about row, row, row versus Wade? Your toddler will love this Mary take on the old classic. <laughs> How about the drag queen on the bus makes wheels? Oh, no, that can't be right. A hush little baby, don't say a word about the new identity we gave you. <laughs> And one more. This little piggy went to Boston Children's Hospital. That poor piggy eating roast beef missed out. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I saw the news. I mean, they're just grooming children. I mean, it's, it's two gay guys, interracial gay guys, and the little kid's trying to find something to wear, and they say, well, just be you. I just want to be me. So he puts a dress on, and they start watching him like they're about to put dollar bills in, yeah. in his skirt. It's get despicable. All tingly, you know, get all titillated, and her nipples are hard as a rock, I bet you. Uh, and Jeez. the people running it have ties to Disney, yeah. basically. They're Disney people. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, I, I mean, and again, it's on Netflix. Everybody uh, other than me has Netflix. So I, if they have children, I assume they're letting them watch yeah. it. And I, I don't know whether parents even, I mean, they th might just might think it's a cute show with, you know, kids and dancing in costumes or whatever. And, and, you know, what's the problem if they don't really get look into it? I don't know. I just, the whole thing freaks me. I, I, I can't, I, I, honestly, I, I'll sit there and I think about, I read these stories and look about the stuff and I'm thinking, where the hell did this come from? How, how is this even in our vernacular, let alone in our daily well, conversation? It started out with, we just want to get married. Okay, yeah. that's what it started out with. And now it's, we've pushed the envelope to the point, if they just leave the kids alone, we wouldn't care. But they're coming for the kids, and so therefore, we're coming for yeah. you. Uh, and, and anyway, all right, three twenty-seven. Now, oh, by the way, this could be huge. There's a new. I, I heard just a brief mention of this, and I don't see a lot of coverage on. I had to go search and Google for it. The former U.S. Attorney General Edwin Meese has joined a couple of law professors and sent a letter to the Supreme Court, an amicus brief, and they are saying that the uh, special counsel Jack Smith, who's going after Donald Trump 
was appointed by Merrick Garland as special counsel to harass Donald Trump about his objection to the 2020 presidential election. And the fact of the matter is, they say, Jack Smith did not acquire the purported authority as special counsel that he needs to be a legal constitutional officer of the court. Therefore, Jack Smith shouldn't be there in the first place and does not have standing to represent the United States in front of a federal judge. The problem should reject Mr. Smith's request for certiorari for judgment. Da, 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 da. The problem started when Merrick Garland, that scumbag who ought to be impeached and lying, dirty, stinking, lying, fake, when Garland exceeded his statutory and constitutional authority by purporting to appoint Jack Smith. Mason colleagues didn't reject the validity of the special counsels in general. In fact, there are four who have done it the right way. But here's the deal. Federal statutes in the Constitution do not allow the attorney general to simply appoint a private citizen who has never been confirmed by the Senate as a substitute United States attorney. This is what happened. The appointment was unlawful, as are all the legal actions that have flowed from it, including Citizen Smith's current attempt to obtain a ruling from this federal court. Notice they use the French Revolution-like phrase, Citizen Smith. Not clothed in the authority of the federal government, Smith is a modern example of the naked emperor. He was improperly appointed, has no more authority to represent the United States in this court than Bryce Harper, Taylor Swift, or Jeff Bezos. Think about that. That's all. And, yeah. and by the way, he's got to be right. There's a, it's actually in law how you appoint a special yeah, counsel. Well, when it happened, everybody pointed it out, and nobody, no one rose a finger yeah. about it. When everyone pointed it out that day, yeah. he can't be the attorney yeah. general. Yeah, Whatever. it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. By the way, coming up, you're going to hear uh, more about Donald Trump. In fact, a, a letter from a woman from I've had this for like three or four years, and she really makes a great point, which I think we need to make again about Donald Trump, and especially after they're going at him here. And then uh, we'll talk about some federal law and Jeffrey Epstein stuff. But then you're going to hear Rush Limbaugh final goodbye for the new year, the last time he was on the radio in 2020. Coming up next, three thirty with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Now you're faking me out here. <laughs> yeah, the Beach Boys, little Christmas music. I love it. Merry Christmas. No, Carl Wilson. <laughs> oh, Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's on our birthday list. And he was born on this day in 1946. So he died at the age of 76. Yeah, we didn't make 77. Died in February 1998 after a long battle with lung cancer. Producer, co-founded the Beach Boys, a musician, singer, writer, performed lead vocals on most of their, a lot of their hits, God Only Knows, Good Vibrations, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, Carl Wilson, uh, there you go. <laughs> My bad. Our birthday list, other than that, uh, Carl, and also includes Samuel L. Jackson. We got everybody thinks on his plane. 75 years old today. In fact, I just saw... 
Um, what was the one with uh, uh, the guy who has his own airplane now, and he was in uh, the dancing movie with uh, where he, uh, the dancing girl with John the Saturday Travolta. Night Live? John Travolta, yeah. And what was the one where he was in with him with the bad guy, the killers? They were the killers, and they shot the guy up, and they, uh, they went to the restaurant. The guy wanted his special stuff. Pulp Fiction. Uh, pulp, pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. There you go. Anyway, Samuel L. Jackson is 75. See, we got got right through that. By uh, the way, have you seen yeah. the uh, have you seen the Travolta Santa Claus commercial where he's pretending to be back in uh, disco days? Yeah, he's in the club in a Santa outfit doing all no, the moves. No, I haven't. It's pretty good, actually. Really? He's, walk, he's walking down the street, and he goes into a store, and he buys a cookie or something from a girl, and she goes, where you been? He says, I've been at the North Pole. Do you know who the girl is? No. Who? It's Donna Pescal from the movie. Oh, my God, the dancing girl. girl. By the way, I thought he treated her like crap. I, I, I really liked her. I, by the way, she was a little chunky little cutie. I like those little cute. chunky cuties. I liked yeah, them a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I liked her a lot. And I thought, because I remember he just treated her like a piece of meat when he got her in the back of the car. He said, well, then just do this. You know, I, I remember I was very upset about that. Uh, for some reason, I liked her, and I thought he treated her very movie, disrespectfully. <laughs> well, it was just one. I mean, he was he was kind of a punk, and and uh, I don't know. Anyway, it was just it was all it was a me 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 kind of you know. Uh, it was just really bad. Oh, by the way, speaking of the me 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 thing, holy cow, the uh, um, uh, Fargo. Oh my God, that, that I hunt, didn't see it. I haven't seen it still, yet. I haven't oh seen my it yet, God, so well, watch up. it tonight because I'm up. talking about it tomorrow. Don't whether say you like a word. Or not, not another I'm word. I'm going to tell it all. You spoiled it. I didn't you spoil it anything. For me last week. I did not, not spoil anything. Word. Well, then you better get your your shinola together because I'm talking about it tomorrow. I mean, God, what? And by the way, uh, there's uh, a bowl game tonight. Uh, well, then you're 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 going to be in bad luck tomorrow. Uh, three thirty-eight with a camera. I never got to my history thing, and I was going to do it here because this is important. We were just talking about grooming children, and on this day in twenty eleven, oh, those wacky sailors! Everybody knows about the famous picture at the end of World War II when they uh, announced at the end of the war of the sailor grabbing that nurse and giving her a kiss, and he's whirling around on the, at the as a dock thing. The ship comes in. Okay, there was a famous picture of World War II. Okay, well now wacky sailors do that. Their tradition in the Navy when a ship docks after a deployment, the Sailors do have kind of a raffle, and they get to pick one name to see who is going to be the first person to get a picture taken kissing their spouse or loved one as they disembark from the boat. They've been on the ship they've been on, and it's a tradition in the Navy now. And on this day in 2011, for the first time, it was two girl sailors kissing. Uh, at the end of the don't ask, don't tell period, the first lesbian couple got the raffle to lock their girly lips on this day in 2011, and made a lot of the news uh, showing here's where we are today as the uh, famous dockside kiss. All right, 339, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Here's our number, 404-741-1230. Oh, by the way, Flounder, we're going to do this a little later on. We have, uh, we'll do some listings today and tomorrow, too, because we're off next week, and we'll be here today and tomorrow. And so here's a couple things. Flounder just uh, found a list of the best binge-worthy TV shows of all time. There's 30 of them. What do you suppose would be the best binge-worthy... Well, I won't do the whole list. Just I'll do one quick thing, and I want to get on to the Donald Trump thing. The best binge-worthy TV show of all time. Well, Pete, what I you, saw the list. Oh you, so. saw, oh, you saw the list, too. Well, I can't. I haven't really you, glanced at it, but, well, I mean, I would say... What, what would you... you know, give me your, your top two or three uh, most binge-worthy... Well, why don't you do the... Do the top ten from ten down and see how many we've actually watched. Okay. Well, I, all right, I'll do that. Um... 
from, uh, from uh, I'll do, no, well, actually, I'll do number, th- uh, let's see, hold on a second. Oh, I'll do, I'll tell you what, I'll do this. I'll do, no, 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 I'll do, I'll do the bottom ten. I'll do. A I'll, simple direction. No, no, no. I'll, I, but I, but I'm, I'm surprised. You had one job. I'm surprised. One oh, job. Shut up. Give me a break. Get off my back. I, I, I'll, I've seen one here that very much surprises me. Uh, the binge-worthy list, best binge-worthy of all time. Uh, number 30 is The Wire. Number 20, I, I didn't used to watch that. Never saw Number 29, saw American Horror Story. Nope. Never saw that. Nope. The number 28 nope. best binge-worthy movie or uh, TV show of all time, The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I would have thought that would be higher than that. I thought that would be more than higher than yeah. 28. Uh, number 27 most binge-worthy, Orange is the New Black. Nope. Never saw that either. Number 26, The Mandalorian. Never saw that. Yeah. Number 25, most binge-worthy to watch, Grey's Anatomy. Nope. Uh, number 24, best TV show to watch, Lucifer. Never saw that one either. I watched Grey's nope. Anatomy, the, I think, the first year. I think I was probably still married, and I had to as a girl thing. Uh, number 23, okay. best binge-worthy show of TV show. Number 23 is The 100. I don't even know what that is. The 100. What the hell is that? Flounder? Wait, you have any idea what that is? Oh, he's doing it back. Never mind, never mind. Uh, I've never even heard of that. Uh, number 22, most binge-worthy to watch, Modern Family. Number 21, wow. I, I'm kind of low. Uh, number 21, best TV show to watch, binge-worthy. Number 21, How I Met Your Mother. Never nope. watched that one either. And now, this surprised me. The number 20, uh, number 20, down to the number 20 in the list of most binge-worthy TV shows of you all time. You don't have to say the most binged. Every, everyone, just say the names of the thing. <laughs> Every single one. You got, the most, we know what the list is at this People point. People tune yeah. in at all times of a conversation oh and want to know what the hell I'm talking about. It's like I'm talking about somebody at the beginning of a story, never mentioning the name again until the end, and people tune okay. in after five seconds. Don't know what you're talking every, about. Every, number every 20. Every 10 shows, maybe. Number 20. All right, I'll do it every seven shows. I'll say Vingeworth. Oh, <laughs> Shut up. Number 20. <laughs> okay, fine, I will. I'm on my way. Let <laughs> me call Rocco and Moose. <laughs> number 20, most big draft. Number 20, better call Saul. Yeah. Yeah, it's way, it's way down to 20. I, I kind of thought that'd be higher up. Anyway, we have, we'll, we'll do a bunch of those as we go along. Uh, now you're going to stop the list? I'm going to stop the list now. And, and people will think about it. Maybe they'll call us. What's your favorite, most binge-worthy show? What do you watch? When you get a guilt binge-worthy, what do you watch? Ladies and gentlemen, American uh, Kimberly okay. Pete and Flounder audience, five this bu- is a way Flounder. to tease to get people to get involved in the old program. <laughs> Yes. Flounder, five bucks says he forgets the list and we never talk about it again I, the rest of the I'm, show. I'm, I, want, I want all of that action. I want the whole wad on that one. I got the whole $5. I got $5 in my pocket, too. There's a couple surprising in the top ten. I right, there you are. Well, yeah, we'll, I wish we could get to them. Well, we're going to get to them. Oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's do everything we have now, and then you don't have to listen for the rest of the day. How about that? Well, That's okay, a great okay. idea. You, you know, what? You know why we do this? Because you, sir, have ADHD. And once you do something once, in your mind, you've done it. So you move on, <laughs> not and you never go means. back to it. You never go back. <laughs> Flounder, back me up. Freak. He never goes back to it. I'm going to have to agree well. with Pete on this one. He <laughs> <laughs> can both kiss my ass. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh. <laughs> By the way, okay, now let me do my rush thing, and then I mean my Trump thing, and then we're going to play the rush thing. All right, let me get through with this. The la- <clears throat> I just told you, excuse me. 
about the former U.S. Attorney General Edwin Meese trying to get Jack Smith thrown out of having anything to do with the Donald Trump prosecutions, which would be huge. We talked yesterday a lot about civil war and what if the Supreme Court doesn't overturn the Colorado decision about keeping Trump out of the balloting process or even allowing him to count a vote. The Colorado case says even if you vote him as a write-in, you cannot count his vote. That's how bad it goes. That's how deep it goes. Not just he can't run, he can't get a vote. Anyway, so we talked about civil war. And honestly, if they do that and all the states say we're going to keep them off, there's going to be hell to pay. And here, here's what some people are saying. It's not just me and Pete and Flounder and everybody else. Republican Abraham Lincoln was taken off the ballot by Democrats in 1860. On April 12, 1861, the civil war began. I truly hope and pray we do not repeat our history. Others, the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot was the official declaration of a cold civil war in America. Another, this country's ready to go to civil war. Will not like what will happen or is about to happen. Why do you think the liberals are pushing gun control? Stand by, liberals. You're about to find out. Democrats want a civil war, but they're terribly outnumbered, pathetically weak, and don't realize who they're blanking with. <clears throat> Amen, baby. Quarter of four with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. You're going to hear a note from a lady who has something to say about that, and then Rush Limbaugh speaking from three years ago, his last uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas message. Coming up next, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. hear a list of uh, the most Well, I lost the I can't find it. I wish it around her somewhere. I guess it's up my butt. I didn't know where it was, or I could find it. I... But every kid learned how to play <laughs> this instrument did this first. <laughs> after at least after 1964 or whatever. Here we go, stand by. That's the Stones. On this day in 2012, Ronnie Stone, Ronnie Stones, <laughs> Ronnie Wood, the 65 at the time year old Ronnie Wood, married his fiance Sally Humphreys. In uh, 2012 on this day, at a private ceremony in London, Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, Paul McCartney all attended the wedding ceremony. And I don't know if they're still together, but they're happy. Yes, uh, yeah, they are. Yes, Excellent. Good. That's, uh, that's good to hear. I'm totally in favor of marriages at last. I'm sorry. Uh, 351. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the disgusting Jane Fonda somehow has not gone to hell yet. She's 86 years old. Man. I think she's celebrating by... Burning pictures of the American flag and then doing the real thing later on. At the no, no, she, she's drinking the blood of Christian babies and bathing in uh, milk in a bathtub somewhere. Well, there you are. I think uh, that's a true story. On this day in uh, 1913, in the newspaper, the New York World, America's first crossword puzzle. It was created by a Liverpool journalist named Arthur Wynne, and he originally called it the word cross puzzle. And somebody said, nah, it's stupid. <laughs> it's all a crossword. And uh, he invented the first one, 1913, which is pretty cool. Also, this is the day the uh, Lockerbie uh, uh, flight from London, JFK, Lockerbie over Scotland, blowing up terrorist business. Uh, just a horrible thing, 1988. 
That's been yeah, that who long. did that? Huh. Golly, I can't remember, Pete. Uh, what uh, was the religion of peace? Research, yeah, yeah, the peaceful religion people. Uh, Three fifty-two. Um, before I forget, this woman I read this, wrote this several years ago, and I've kept it. She said, uh, "Sometimes God uses the no-nonsense salty sailor Donald Trump to get a job done." Appreciating what a man is doesn't mean we worship the salty sailor, or even desire to be like a salty sailor. It doesn't even mean God admires a salty sailor. Maybe he just knows he's necessary for such a time as this. I believe with all my heart that God placed that salty sailor Donald Trump in the White House and gave this nation one more chance November 2016. Donald Trump's what he is. He's still the man he was before the election without guilt. I very much admire that that salty sailor is accomplishing. He's not like me. That's okay with me. I don't want to be like him. I will never behave like him. I know we've never had a man like him lead our nation. It's crazy, a little mind-blowing at times, but I can't help admire the ability he has to act with his heart rather than a calculated PC think tank screen, carefully edited script. I still believe that is why Trump became our president and why he's been able to handle a landslide of adversity and still pass unprecedented amounts of good legislation for our country and do great works for many other nations, including Israel. I'm thrilled with what he's doing for my nation, for the cause of Christ. Doesn't matter to me with the concept of rebuilding America, putting her first. I will not be ashamed of my position because others don't see him through the same lens. Should it matter to me if a fireman drops an F-bomb while he's pulling me from a burning building? Would I really care about what came out of his mouth in those moments? Heck no, I'd care about what he was doing. He wasn't sent there to save my soul. I'm not looking for him for spiritual guidance. All I'm thinking in these moments is, thank you, Jesus, for sending the fireman. Now catch the ending. This man is crass. He's not careful with what he says. Okay, you feel offended he's not his typical statesman? Okay. But he's rebuilding the nation that my son died for. The nation I feared was on a fast track to becoming a hopeless cause. Forgive me if I'm smiling. Signed, Karen Vaughn. About Donald Trump. 354. Flounder? This was the day three years ago that Rush Limbaugh made his farewell for the year, uh, kind of a year-end uh, phrasing and uh, Christmas wishes and so forth, for the last time when he was alive on this day in 2020. Uh, here's Rush Limbaugh. A yearly tradition, we wrap up with Mannheim Steamroller and Silent Night. And my ongoing attempt to thank everybody in the audience, all of you, for everything you mean to me. That last call, um, that's, reminds me how much I love all of you, how much I so appreciate everything you've meant to me and my family. You don't have any idea how, I know so many people think this program has changed their lives for the better. You have no idea what you all have meant to me and my family. The day is going to come, folks, where I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know when that is. I want to be able to do it for as long as I want to do it. I want to... But the day will come where I'm not going to be able to. And I want you to understand that even when the day comes, I'd like to be here. Because I have this sense of needing to constantly show my appreciation for all that you have done and meant 
to me. So I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great New Year. And I hope that the things that are in store for all of us in the coming year are certainly better than what we have endured in 2020. I don't know too many people have enjoyed 2020. Probably some sickos out there who have, but 2021 has to be better. We're going to try to make it that way here at the EIB Network. Again, folks, thank you so much. I wish there were a way to say it other than thank you. You're just the best. My family is just the best. Thank you. Rush Limbaugh, 2020, with his final Christmas and New Year's wish for his fans. Ah, oh, man, 357. Uh, uh, Kim Repeat and Flounder, how's it going? All right, now, for you sad sacks, I have some more of the list of the best binge-worthy TV shows <laughs> oh, of all oh, that's time. that's a hell of a segue. <laughs> well, now well, you do. All right, now, oh, now oh, you're going to rip me because oh, I, oh, oh, suddenly, oh, suddenly I had to come out of Rush Limbaugh. Now uh. I'm going to do what you wanted when you said, oh, he so anally forgot it because he's got ADH something or other. You know, well, now here we I are, I got Mr. whiplash from that segue. <laughs> Well, you know, you don't want to leave them oh, crying the neck. whole time. You know, their people are driving their oh cars. Oh, my God. You know, stabbing back in the right lane you. again, you know. What? Uh, what? You, you didn't have a, a, a dead dog, uh, <laughs> something. For, it's this, Rush this Limbaugh. This is just out of Casey Kasem. Oh, my you, God. <laughs> You're such a frump. I don't. <laughs> Did you, I'm, no, I'm just, it's like Casey Kasem, where he has to go into a fast song. Now we got to get that dog done. Get the Casey Kasem bit, Flown. Now we got to play it. Now we're going to play it right after the 4 o'clock news. <laughs> a dog dedication. <laughs> Casey Kasem. We got, he's going to get it. He's going to get it right now. We're going to play it after the 4 o'clock so news. Get Don on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play a fast song about... <laughs> oh, mercy. All right, smartass. Here's the best binge-worthy TV right. shows of all time. Numbers 19 through numbers uh, 11. We'll do the second into the middle right. of t- uh, 10. Uh, uh, okay. Best you-know-what TV shows to watch. Number 19. Oh, sake, uh, number 19, Peaky Blinders. Never heard Good of it. Good show. Great show. Really? Great. Yes, you have. It's a, it's, a, it's a, the guy from Batman who does, it's about the Irish mob in the Manchester, England in the 1920s and 30s. Never I mean, you've even s- heard of it. On. Sorry. Number it's 18. Great, you'd love it. Number 18, best one, Dexter. Uh, number yeah. 17, yeah. Band of Brothers. Yep. Number 16, best to watch all time. Uh, uh, 16 is Prison Break. Never saw that. Never heard of that either. No. Number 15, no, best. Fox. Number 15 is uh, Parks and Recreation. Another great series. Yeah. I like the old ones. I don't really like that when they when they all went. I, uh, the first you know, th- three, four no. years, they all kind of jumped the shark. Last year sucked. Yeah. Uh, number 14, best bench worthy. Criminal Minds. I've never seen that show. No. Number 13, Ozark. Never seen that either. Yes, very good. You'd like Ozark. Is it? Uh, What's that about? Filmed at Lake uh, Lanier. I'm running out of time. Uh, Number 12, oh, it is. Uh, Number 12 is Shameless. And number 11, most binge worthy, House. More coming up. Kim Repeat Flounder and Casey Kasem. (laughs) It's 4 o'clock. Look out. There we go.
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Biden makes a move. From Lisa Brady, Fox News. He's sending the Secretary of State and Homeland Security Chief to meet with the Mexican president after President Biden spoke with him earlier today. One of the things that uh, President Lopez Obrador and the president talked about today was trying to work on getting at the root causes of migration. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says it's record levels for the Western Hemisphere, not just the U.S. Republicans say policy changes are needed to address the surge at the southern U.S. border, where CPP officials say encounters for this month alone, now top 200,000. Kirby also says yesterday's prisoner swap with Venezuela is part of the effort to address the root causes of migration because of the push for election reform in Venezuela. President Maduro's regime freed 10 Americans and some political prisoners, while the U.S. released a Maduro ally who was facing money laundering charges. Today marks 35 years since the terror attack on Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, killing 270 people, including 190 Americans. A service held in Arlington, Virginia. President Biden in a written statement vowing to never stop seeking justice and highlighting last year's capture of one of the main suspects in the plot. Former New York mayor and Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani files for bankruptcy days after a defamation verdict against him. Giuliani's filing comes after a judge said he must pay two Georgia election workers $148 million. His filing in New York claimed his liabilities were up to a half billion dollars but his assets totaled only about $10 million. Giuliani, in his role as former President Trump's personal lawyer, was a key part of the effort to reverse the result of the 2020 election. Fox's Grinnell Scott, a partial rebound on Wall Street. The Dow up more than 300 points at the bell. America is listening to Fox News. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 645-3530 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-645-3530. That's 800-645-3530. What do you have to lose? Call 800-645-3530. Again, 800-645-3530. Four oh three, how's it going? Kimmer Pete and Flounder. 
If you're out and about trying to get somewhere, maybe shopping or getting out of here to go to the airport or see Grammy's house or something. Whoa, what happened if Pete Davis just got slipped around here on his video cam? Uh, incredible. So what happened there? I was going to show you the five. I got five big deer in the front yard. I was trying to see if oh, I could get cool. the camera to look at them, but I don't know if I can. Well, yeah, get the blind open. Uh, how cool would that be? Now, can't we put this on uh, on face on? Are we on YouTube or do they not figure that out there, uh, Flounder? Sorry, we are. We're on YouTube. We had there, there was a, meta, a mechanical cowbongo. I'm not though. It won't work. Pete's trying to get his camera out to look at deer uh, in his no, yard. It won't reach that far. Uh, it won't crap. reach that far. Okay, no, anyway, good try. Uh, 404, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. By the way, I was just in there. I just went in and talked to Flounder a second, and he's busily editing busily editing the uh, um, um, Casey Kasem bit because it's. I, I thought we already had yeah. one that was edited. The one he says is, is not. So Flounder's, I put, now he's got to work to get through the, all the bad words because there are a lot of them. We had an edited <laughs> one. I know. I thought we did. So I, now I feel bad that Flounder's all of a sudden got it. I know. I mean, I edited it before. I just lost it. So I mean, oh. but I, I'm, I'm just double checking here. So okay. okay. All right. Well, in a minute, if if you, if you get to it, and sometime shortly, so we'll we'll play it. Uh, uh, 404. I'm sorry. You were playing uh, Kings of Leon, I think Flounder. I, I talked right over the whole thing. Let's play a little Kings of Leon here for a second. And fine. Uh, 2010. They're not singing. They're just playing. Uh, 2010, a concert by Kings of Leon was postponed after a fire broke out on two of their tour buses, which were parked at the arena in London. The blaze began on one coach, spread to the other in a loading bay of the venue in Greenwich. Sixty firemen were at the scene. Ambulance crews treated six people for smoke inhalation. The fire meant there was not enough time to rig the arena for the sellout concert, so they had to postpone it. Kingsley on 2010. Uh, birthday list includes uh, the hideous Andy Dick. Didn't he go psycho or something? Uh, didn't they come out with it? He's a freaky. Oh, yeah. He's 58. Never funny dick. and just crazy. I yeah. never did uh, understand. Uh, was he, was, he, on he was okay. Remember, what was that uh, That radio was show? Was it news, news radio? radio? He was on there. He was all right there nah, for a minute. That whole but... show sucked. Oh, I thought that was a good show. I thought that was pretty good Phil show. Hartman was funny on there. Yeah. I thought there were some good characters. Yeah. And who, there, Joe there, Rogan a little was hottie on there. there. Wasn't there a little redhead on there that was kind of cute once in a while? I can't remember. Anyway, Andy Dick is 58, I think. Also, on this day in history, I thought I had one here. Here we go. Here we go. 1962. Oh, well. 1962. Britain wants to become a nuclear deterrent. So England buys a pantload of Polaris missiles from the United States. Yes, these babies can be fired from a submarine underwater with a nuclear warhead. They were produced by the man who was Jack Welch's mentor, a Mr. Gene R. Peterson uh, from the General Electric Naval Ordnance Department, who was specifically single-handedly the guide to all that's good in America. He, that, he, my father should have been president and, and head of the U.N. and everything else. I'm telling you, he was the greatest man who ever freaking lived. And you'd never know uh, from his uh, humble nature and his humility uh, that he was a gift. He was a gift. God, I wish I were 10% of the man he was. Uh, 406. Now I'm getting sad. Why? Well, I'm stupid. <laughs> For, <laughs> idiot. 406. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll, this will snap me out of it. Just in, how about in a, a laugh? Uh, how about, well, let's do it. That's so, <laughs> a great idea. You want, did you get, are you okay with that? Yes, Casey? we're ready to go. You were mentioning Casey Kasem and his, his last comments. In fact, why did we, why did we get to, what was the lead us into this? Pete, he's sleeping. He's taking a nap. Why, why do we start talking about Casey Kasem? Uh, we were talking about Rush Limbaugh. Because you wouldn't do the damn 
though you came out of Rush Limbaugh's sad ending. Oh, that's right. It was with sort of wanting to do a silly little ending. and then movies. I went making and, jokes. Yeah. yeah, so that they were so you don't go from sad to happy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is <laughs> Casey Kasem. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but God, it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a God concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a tempo record every time I do a God dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a God, last God time, I want somebody to use this brain to not come out of a God record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a dog dying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do Bill O'Reilly next. <laughs> we should do Bill O'Reilly. That's a real, do it live. What if we have that edited? <laughs> 408 with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. Oh, mercy. How's it going? Here's the number, 404 741 <clears throat> Now, before I forget, I just heard something on the news, and he, he must have said it deliberately as part of the new push to try to make sure that America's most despicable politician, uh, our vice president's side piece, the shiftless and lazy vice president, America's favorite consort, uh, is back in the news as though she has had something to do with a major issue. Here's what I'm getting at. They just had an announcement with that snotty little, uh, that smarmy little uh, John Kirby at the State Department, uh, who has announced now, that they're going to the border, and after they've talked to the president of Mexico or the, whoever the guy in Mexico, and they're now going to the border, and they're going to do something uh, to make sure that they continue the uh, border security. They're not going to the border uh, with extra. They're going to bring extra forces to the border, extra troops to the border. They're not bringing them there to stop people from coming in. They're bringing them there to help them fill out the paperwork. And, and, and John Kirby had the balls to say this phrase. He said, well, it's important that we stay in communications and contact, and it's also important that we uh, really start investigating the root causes of this immigration problem. <sighs> That's how Carmela got out of being the, you know, she was a border czar, and instead of actually going to the border, she said, well, we need to investigate the root causes. Okay, I remember saying the first time I heard that cause, I said, okay, I got an answer for you. A root cause, number one, <clears throat> They want a better life for their children. Number two, they want a better opportunity for education. Uh, number three, they want a better opportunity for a better job. And number four, they want a better life. So there you are. Root causes. Congratulations. What else? I mean, can you give me a break? I saw the guy this morning on Fox interviewing the people who were coming across the border. 12,000 mostly 25-year-old uh, able-bodied men, single men. And he asked, he asked like 10 of them in a row. And he said, uh, uh, are you here for a job? No, 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 no. Are you, are you here for looking for work? No, 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 no. Are you here looking for a job? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, why are you here? Uh, uh, security and safety. Uh, 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 problems in my country. Oh, they're asylum, 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 yeah, asylum. That's how they've get, been getting away with it. Eight million strong. They're just letting them in. Has anybody, can you, people not see the videos? I mean, there's, just, there's nothing but people. Uh, everywhere along the border, 12,000, 13,000 in one day? <laughs> it's, just, it's astounding. And Kirby's got the uh, balls to say we need to investigate the root causes. Come on, it's been three, it's four years. And just you lying, dirty, stinking frauds. You're, you're, I hate these people. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. They're just liars. 
and they've been getting away with it. God, I, I, honestly, what? You think that's bad? Here's You don't hate the media enough. Here's a few examples of just the last few hours of what's going on with the media and other things right there. You know that Claudine Gay, the Harvard president, has yeah. been caught with more plagiarizing. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like 40 examples now. 40 yeah. examples. In fact, she says that in her community, that's known as sampling, by the way. So she's just sampling the, <laughs> yeah. the other things. End uh, Wokeness found this, a uh, couple of headlines. Harvard finds more instances of duplicative language, not plagiarism, yeah, duplicative. duplicative language. Yeah. And the New York Times is now calling it insufficient citation. So they're not calling it plagiarism anymore. <laughs> just a minor, anymore. you know, kind of a you know, grammatical. Two weeks ago, Rolling Stone's headline, far-right resurrects Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories. Two weeks ago. Uh, yesterday, Jeffrey Epstein co-conspirators and victims names to be made public January 1st. Mm-hmm. So that's a turnaround there. And here's my favorite. Libs of TikTok just found this on Newsweek magazine. Here's the headline. Trans activist Kendall Stevens' arrest sparks MAGA uproar. Do you know what Kendall Stevens was arrested for? No. Uh, raping and sexually assaulting two uh, minors. Well, we should be in an uproar. Somebody should shoot him in the but eye. He, but Newsweek said that, that it was MAGA's fault for uh, this coming out like that. It's not this trans uh, freak's uh, fault. Yeah. It's MAGA people for bringing this up. By the way, for the record, I don't really literally mean somebody should shoot him in the eye. We would never want to call for violence against anyone who hasn't been convicted yet. When he's convicted, then that we can talk about shooting him in the eye, but not before. Let's be fair. Oh, by the way, uh, the Babylon Bee, you know, this uh, uh, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, who's, like you mentioned, has gotten away with, uh, what, 40 or something examples or my, even no. Who, who knows now? Uh, the Babylon Bee says, uh, as I pointed out this too, investigators beginning to suspect Claudine Gay's novel Larry Potter and the Sorcerer's Rock may have been plagiarized. <laughs> so, <laughs> insufficient citation. Insufficient citation. My Duplicative God. language. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Four thirteen coming up. The top ten most binge-worthy TV shows of all time, as promised. I've set aside my ADHD. And we'll have a story, actual stories and stuff and Christmas things. And uh, I don't know. We'll figure out stuff. Yeah, we, we've got the whole thing going here. Including uh, 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 Johnny B. Good guy. Whatever the thing there. 413 with a killer feet and fly. Chuck Berry. There you go. Oh, my God. for the Bortz Report, exclusively on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. Okay, as promised, I took a look at the ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court, and I'm now ready for my completely worthless opinion on whether or not they can just willy-nilly remove Trump from the ballot. The 14th Amendment is the issue here. Section 3 says that no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States who, having previously taken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. So the question is, has Trump engaged in insurrection or rebellion? Now, slow Joe Biden 
was saying yesterday that it's obvious everybody knows that Trump is guilty. Well, thank you, Mr. President. I didn't know you were a court of law. You want to look at some other charges against various people and tell us whether or not you think they're guilty? We could save a lot of money on court costs. And that brings us to the heart of this matter. Yes, I believe that Trump engaged in insurrection and rebellion. I also believe that Derek Chauvin is a political prisoner and that Casey Anthony is guilty as all hell. But I am not a court of law. I am not part of the due process system in this country. Trump when it comes to the question of insurrection or rebellion, has not had legal due process, regardless of what that senile Joe Biden says. And until he gets that legal due process, he is not guilty of an insurrection or a rebellion. A court has to say so. We do not want a system in this country where politicians can decide the guilt or innocence of people who they're politically opposed to. Neil Bortz, Extra 106.3. Your drive home is off the charts. The Kimmer Show comes your way from 3 to 6 p.m. every afternoon. It seemed to me, if I, were, if I wanted to run for Congress, first thing I'd say is, I don't want to do this for a living. You can't have the same guy doing just trying to get reelected again. That's not serving your community. That was how it was set up. It was spe- You were supposed to be a yeah. private citizen who d- accomplished something, right. achieved something. Then you did your public service, right. and then you went back to the public you, life, or you retired. Right. You didn't hang around there right. since age 29 till you're 80 like Joe Biden. It was not supposed to be a job or a career. It right. gave you the opportunity to leave the farm for a couple of years or leave the tanning and leather industry uh, and go serve your community and, and show them what it's like to be a working man and see if you can help get the laws that help the people, stuff like that, and then go back to work and your stuff like I mean, it's not supposed to be a career. The Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder are only on Extra 106.3 FM and listen anytime on the Extra app. Stop dreaming. Start driving. Get the gift that keeps on giving with the Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration at RBM of Atlanta in Sandy Springs. Each of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes an exhaustive process of analysis, inspection, and reconditioning until it meets the uncompromising standards of RBM of Atlanta and Mercedes-Benz. For a limited time, get special financing from as low as 3.39% APR. In addition, you'll receive unlimited confidence with Mercedes-Benz's unlimited mileage warranty, delivering continued assurance for up to seven years. Contact RBM of Atlanta for details and see how to qualify. We'd love to welcome you to the RBM of Atlanta family. We're proud to be Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz connection since 1964. Not all offers apply to all vehicles and special financing available to qualified customers exclusively from Mercedes-Benz Financial Services through January 2nd, 2024. Contact RBM of Atlanta for details on this and other exciting offers. Visit us at rbmofatlanta.com or call 770-390-0700 for details. Hi, this is Atlanta personal injury attorney Ronnie Mabra of Mabra Law. Not every team plays fairly or even by the same set of rules. When you've been injured in a car wreck, the legal team you choose now can have a long-lasting implication on your case. At Mabra Law, we fight to win. We built a team with the skill, the smarts, and the win record that you can trust. We fight, you win, Mabra Law. To schedule an appointment or learn more, visit MabraLaw.com, M-A-B-R-A-Law.com. 
Tickets for the Atlanta Braves 2024 regular season at Truist Park are now on sale. The Braves' home schedule is jam-packed with great matchups, including the Rangers, Red Sox, Phillies, Dodgers, and many more. Plus, 2024 will feature more amazing gate giveaways, like the Ronald Acuna Jr. bobblehead set, specialty ticket packages, and tons of fun pre- and post-game entertainment. Visit Braves.com slash promos to find all the details and purchase your tickets. 2-1 and a deep fly ball to center. That's going back and gone! Can't decide on just one game? The 2024 Holiday Pack gives fans the option to attend five games in either the grandstand, reserved, home run, porch, or terrace infield sections. The ticket package games include matchups against the Diamondbacks, Guardians, Nationals, Rays, and Phillies, and start at just $100 for all five games. Visit Braves.com slash holiday to get your holiday ticket package. Atlanta Braves baseball for the A. 420, I call drinking. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. And it's Thursday before Christmas. Look out. John, of course, on this day, 2005, Sir Elton and his partner, David Furnish, became the first gay celebrities to register their relationship at a civil partnership. The 20-minute ceremony took place at Guildhall, Windsor, England. The guests included Ringo Starr, Victoria Beckham, Joss, J- Joss Stone, Sting, Elvis Costello, Jamie Cullum, George Michael and the Osbournes, Ozzy, Sharon, Jack, and Kelly. Sir Elton John, married to his guy in uh, 2005. Our birthday list includes, uh, you may remember the child actress girl from the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Phyllis, Lisa Gerritsen. She is 66 today. Here's the only thing you remember of those TV shows. And on this day in history, uh, in uh, 1978, police in Des Plaines, Illinois, Arrest John Wayne Gacy and start unearthing the remains of 33 men and boys that he murdered. He was a former child's party birthday clown. They caught him in 78. He was executed in 1994. God, John Wayne. And apparently he used to catch him by when he uh, give, give people rides in his car, but his seatbelt would not unlatch. It was a, a special seatbelt gimmick so they could not escape. And once they locked that seatbelt, they were trapped. And couldn't get uh, out of the car. Brian, Brian Dennehy did a TV movie about it. That was one of the creepiest movies. Oh, ever. I'll bet. I can't imagine. Uh, Four twenty-two. Um, bum bum bum. A couple. Oh, let's do. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got some. Uh, let me finish my list. Should I finish my list of binge-worthy TV shows? Th- yes. Oh, uh, thank you. And, and then, by the way, also uh, speaking of uh, some Christmas stuff, we have something that's going around about how Home Alone would be compared to today as compared to when it was uh, uh, done many years ago. We'll get that in a second. Okay, 422. Here we go. The top 10 best binge-worthy TV shows of all time. Number 10, number 10 was Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Number 9, Supernatural. I don't know what that is either. 
It's lasted 17 years. It's two brothers that go around the country investigating paranormal I've stuff. never seen it. Number eight, most binge-worthy, The Big Bang Theory. Mm. Number seven, The Sopranos. Yes. Certainly agree with that. I don't know how that's oh. not in the top five. I, I, I'm amazed that that's seven. True. And, I'll, and in fact, coming up, speaking of uh, five, I'm amazed at that, but we'll get to it. Uh, number seven, most binge-worthy Sopranos. Number six, Friends. Number five, Sherlock. What the hell is yeah, Sherlock? that's good. Sherlock is a Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's a British thing. It's like three. They did three a year for a few years there, and they're very well done. Well, I've never even turned. I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> Number five. Well, you most, don't watch. I don't watch you British have TV. You have your Philco tuned in to 1977. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the rabbit ear antennas up on the roof. I go up there and change it I mean, all the time. Seriously. You know, it's freaking weather up there. You're uh, watching those James Garner reruns. Number all the four, time. most binge worthy. Number four, The Office. Number three, Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. Number two, Stranger Things. Yeah. I, again, I've never seen it. And number Film one, here. number one, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So the, I, I lunched a bunch of those in the top ten. I can agree with Anyway, so there you are. There's a little something there. Now, speaking of this, I've seen a couple of things going around. I've seen people and stuff on social media doing a comparison of the cost of the trip on the movie Home Alone from then to now. And it turns out that the house that the kid is in, today's value would be $2.4 million. <laughs> I don't know what it was back then, but it sure wasn't $2.4 million. $875,000. Oh, is that what it was? Uh, and they're saying that the tickets for the family to do what they did would have cost as much as $35,600. <laughs> today's prices, and when they did the grocery bill, when the kid went to the store for a little over $19 for the groceries he bought, they added it up today's money. Instead of $19, it would be 70 to show how much the things have changed. Merry Christmas, Paul. Oh, he's got the... <laughs> he's walking... <laughs> Mr. Dickey's walking out with a bottle of hooch <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> Wait till you get home. <laughs> oh, hell, drink it in the car. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just wish him a Merry Christmas. He's the last one to leave. He's always the last one to leave. It's, I mean, that's why he's the boss. It's his company. He literally... Uh, we're, we're it. We're, he's the last one to go, and we are it. We are the ones uh, closing up shop here after well, the uh, show. It's time to rifle everybody's desks. <laughs> uh, by the way, spe uh, by the way, speaking of last ones, uh, again today we will be joining after we get off at six o'clock. Our friend Shannon Burke is still on the air down in Florida, Man Country Radio down in Florida, and so he joins us. He calls us uh, to be part of his show, and we're, I'm saying that only because if you'd like to hear Shannon Burke, you can go to a man, a Florida Man Radio. I think it is right, Florida Man Radio. Florida Man. Uh, a Shannon Burke show, and you can listen to his show at 6 o'clock, and you'll hear us talking with Shannon, if you feel like it. Anyway, so that we're doing that uh, at 6 o'clock tonight. And let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, by the way, Home Alone is not on, I have a list here, of the most absolute best seven Christmas movies of all time. And I'm come amazed that Home Alone is not on there. Not even as an honorable mention. I won't do the whole list here. We'll do it eventually. We may do most of these tomorrow. But uh, for the record, the uh, this list of the seven absolute best Christmas movies of all time, honorable mention include A Charlie Brown Christmas. He writes here, back when the TV could teach the true meaning of the holiday, features the best cartoon, jazz, and dance session in TV history. 
The YouTube version of that scene has nearly <laughs> 7 million views, and Linus telling the story of the birth of Jesus, quoting Luke and the King James Bible, never sounded better. A Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a an also-ran honorable mention. Also honorable mention, not on the top list, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, singing along with Burl Ives to a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that stupid song. And smile away while the residents of the island of misfit toys find homes of their own and let Rudolph light your way as well. And that, In fact, uh, Pete is now playing with Mr. Fozzie Bear from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Although I don't think no, that's the name. It's the bumble. The bumble. The I, I, star on the top of the tree. Well, I don't remember it. I don't. I. I, I don't. I remember Burl Ives singing. It's a holy jolly Christmas. Well, actually, I have uh, Linus's. Uh, oh, you, oh, let's play it. Can you play, play that? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Great catch. Great catch. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. What Christmas is all about? And <laughs> lights, please. Nice. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There you are. From a char- from uh, what, I just mm-hmm. that thing there with a the thing there. From um, I always Charlie wondered. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't say Jesus Christ. He says Jesus Christ. It's it's weird. Well, that's what a kid would probably say. So I guess they left it in because they, uh, that's what he would do. I I'm assuming. I have no idea. What are you playing there, Flounder? What is that? Uh, this is the band. The band. This is their Christmas song. It is, uh, what is it called? I forget. It is called Christmas Must Be Tonight. The most depressing Christmas song ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play some more. Play no, a little no. more upbeat. Here we go. No, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Now let's see. Thank you. <laughs> da, 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 da. The band. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle jingle bells, 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 <laughs> it's Slim Shady. And some of the top rap stars in America were white guys for a while there. Uh, 434 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder and Eminem. And on this day in 2003, Eminem's ex-wife, Kimberly Mathers, now she's got a boy's name, uh, pleaded guilty to a drug and driving charge. Mathers had been pulled over by the traffic cops in June 2003, was charged with possession of cocaine and two other charges, including driving with a suspended license and having a drug house where police discovered marijuana and ecstasy were being dropped. 
I guess they followed her home when they found the cocaine in the car and said, well, let's go to your house and found, oh, my God, that'd be like double whammy. Uh, she had previously, uh, she uh, was 28, this is at 2003, the 28-year-old mother appeared in a Michigan court, turned herself in after previously failing to attend a November 1st hearing and taking off her electronic tagging device to monitor where she went. That was a bad girl. I'm getting all tingling. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Uh, Ray Romano's birthday, 66. Uh, Ray, uh, Ray Romano. Uh, uh, Ray Romano's 66 years old today. Uh, golly. <laughs> I guess he's a funny guy. I, he, I, I, I think I've, I've laughed at things he's done. He's sort of amusing. He's kind of a, a clunky guy, but he's, he's a, you know, entertainer. He's funny. Welcome to Mooseport is an underrated movie with Gene Hackman. Very underrated. Uh, where they were both trying to be mayor or something. Was that the one? Wasn't mayor. He, Jack yeah, Lemmon. And, and, and the... And the not Jack Lemon. What are you talking? It was Gene Hackman, and and it was yeah. just. I well, there was. Well, I'm thinking of another one then too. But anyways, I yeah, I never saw it. But uh, uh, Gene Hackman and uh, and Ray the Ray love Ray. interest was that hot chick from a uh, news radio that you like. Oh, I do like her. I can't remember her name. Yeah, let's see. She would fit with Short Girl Day. This is a National uh, Short Girl Day. Because it's a summer yeah, and winter no, solstice. Yes, we shortest, all appreciate Shortest short day of the year. Yeah. And on this day in history, 436 our time. On this day in history. And, but, oh, here we go. How, how, I figure this out. 1995. Pete was just talking about this. 1995 on this day. As part of the Oslo Accords, Bethlehem is now under complete control of the Palestinian Authority. Yes, and of course, they canceled uh, Christmas in Bethlehem this year. Yeah. Taking down the manger, you know they have they have war scene now with the rubble and oh hell and by the way I thought it was pretty funny I heard I saw a story on I think it was on Fox where all of a sudden now the liberals are complaining that five hundred thousand Palestinians are going to starve to death because of those bad Jewish people doing that bombing and it was oh there's five hundred thousand people are going to starve and it's the worst famine since Ethiopia the sickest worst fast for those oh, Jewish yeah. well then give, give back the hostages and maybe we'll let you freaking live how about that and and now there's Hamas and now is, and in fact doing the opposite Hamas says oh well guess what you're not getting any more until the war's yeah. over. We're keeping them all until the war's over. Well, here we go. I guess they're going to be dead then. Then I say, well, fine. Then then uh, let's end it by doing this. Pug-a-ba-boom. M-O-A-B, baby. Mother of all bombs. They're stealing the food, uh, basically, the humanitarian aid. I saw the video. Did you see the video of those trucks? The trucks go through the area at full speed, by the way, because there are so many people trying to grab onto them. So they just throw stuff off to the side and keep going. And then who knows where it ends up when the guy's in charge of it. What? I had a funny line, but I can't say it. Oh, well, go ahead. Real we take quick, a we got uh, Swatoon <laughs> no, I... on the line. He wants to defend your binge-watching shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> Swatoon, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? Welcome. What's up? Hey, uh, Kimmer, I don't know if you heard of that movie, uh, the documentary that they make back in the days of World of Wars when people thought the aliens were coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they if they had you repeating top twenty, top twenty, or something like that, they would know that it was a radio show. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes I get a little confused. <laughs> anyway, I don't, are you traveling this uh, Christmas time, uh, Swatum, or are you staying put? Uh, unfortunately, no. My grandma fell and broke her hip, so all lots of family went back to Bosnia to you know get her to help. 
and stuff like that. So pretty much we're going to stay home, and uh, my wife likes to cook, and I like to eat, so it's perfect combination. Outstanding. Well, I was going to say, because travel, this is uh, right this minute now, right about this afternoon, is the beginning of the worst travel time through Christmas travel season, and they're expecting, you know, the roadways and going to the airport and everything else is going to be a, a madhouse out there. And, I, of course, I'm assuming that's probably true. If you're driving in your car, you probably know that. But anyway, well, listen. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I was going to say, uh, you guys talk also about Terence syndrome, uh, like cussing and stuff. Yeah. And I have that stuff too, but it's only activated when I'm in traffic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, so I do. Hey, how would you like to go see our, our buddy, uh, Dr. Uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, State Farm Marine, oh, oh. March 15th? How about that? I would love to go see him. I mean, I watch his all his shows, and uh, it's a shame, but uh, Canada is trying to oh, do it. Oh, I know. I know. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll give you. Flounder, let's give uh, Spatum those tickets because uh, he's so nice Appreciate to help us it. out here. All right, my friend. Uh, have a great day, and uh, Flounder will take care of you, and, and we'll be uh, talking to you again shortly. If we don't see you, we'll see you next year. <laughs> all right, we have 440 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, by the way, Pete, I mentioned one thing. We're going to talk about some of our uh, uh, Christmas traditions here in a second. I mentioned a couple of the, of the um, top... Well, there's a list of the top absolute best seven Christmas movies of all time. On their list, it does not include Home Alone. And their list also has an honorable mention. I mentioned Charlie Brown Christmas. Honorable mention also Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Also honorable mention, not on the top list, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Dr. Seuss and the uh, horror movie icon Boris Karloff turning the book into a narrative adults adore. He will never be topped. So uh, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Dr. Seuss by Boris Karloff narrating, is also not on the top Christmas movie list. So you can imagine. Here's the thing. It's okay. It's not a movie. Neither is the Charlie Brown thing. Why are they putting? Why is, why is Charlie Brown on a movie list in the first place? Because it's not a movie. It's a it's thirty-minute special yeah, TV. Yeah, it's never well, a movie. It could be right. But uh, but luckily for us, Pete Davis has some interesting uh, trivia facts and uh, instances about what do, happens at Christmas time in various places with various people, and he's going to share this with us now. That's right. <laughs> And in fact, I'm going to share you first a meme I just saw on oh. Facebook. Uh, please you know don't. the little Timmy thing? I'm sorry, little Timmy, yeah. that you saw me, and yeah. now I'm going to have to kill you, Santa Claus yeah. one? Yeah. Well, there's a new one where Santa has little Timmy riding in the sleigh with him and high in the air. Oh. says, I don't normally take kids for rides in Santa's sleigh, but since you stayed up and caught me, I'm going to have to dump you in the ocean, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good? It could have been. All right, uh, here we go. It, it could have been. Hold on. It could have been uh, the old takeoff on the other one where, where Timmy says, gee, Santa, I, I'm so afraid up here being up this high with just the two of us in the sleigh. Uh, and, and Santa would say, well, how do you think I feel? I'm going to be going home alone. <laughs> or you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the walk in the woods. Walk in the yeah, woods. Like <laughs> You're used to it. How do you think I'm going to be walking out here alone? I think I feel. Sorry. Anyway, here's. Pete Davis, right? It's now. like when you pick up the hitchhiker. <laughs> you pick up the hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you feel bad about picking somebody up? I could be a serial killer." And the driver goes, "That'd be too much of a coincidence." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try to get out of your seatbelt. Anyway, now. in Hill Country, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know where Hill Country is, but supposedly according to AP. And by the way, this is on a sheet of paper. I don't know if you can see it here. On you can see it, Kimmer, where it's all connected. This is how AP used to send the stuff oh, over. Oh, yeah, over Remember the wires, the or the teletype wires, yeah, and the printers, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, here's what AP thinks. In the Hill Country, folks used to keep their cats' saucers filled with milk. 
because a meowing cat on Christmas Day meant bad luck. It was not wise to carry fire, coal, or matches on Christmas, but if your fire went out on Christmas, evil spirits would populate your home. Hmm. Some women stayed inside on Christmas because they believed that their neighbors would have bad luck if the first person they saw was a woman or if their first visitor was a female. If a man saw a redhead at a Christmas time, he should flee for his life or yeah. be pursued by redheads, yeah. heaven forbid, evermore. Well, well, between, and the lore yeah. of old has it that... He, yeah. Yeah, as he or she who brings the first Christmas holly into the house will rule the home during the following year. Well, I know that's true about chicks and redhead chicks, especially. That's two two things right there. You should avoid at all costs on Christmas time. <laughs> well, maybe not I avoid your story behind this. <laughs> I fear. There's a couple of stories behind there. I... I <laughs> wouldn't be a bit surprised. I don't know. Uh, it's a 444 with a current feed in Flounder. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's some good news for the people who are in favor of the Second Amendment here in America, at least for a while temporarily. A federal judge has blocked the California law, which would have banned carrying a firearm in most public places, even if you have a, a permit to carry it. The judge ruled a preliminary injunction, blocked the law, called it a sweeping, repugnant item to the Second Amendment, openly defiant of the Supreme Court. He said the law would deprive, this is California, the law would deprive people the ability to defend themselves and their loved ones. The California Rifle and Pistol Association sued to block the law, which would have prevented everybody from doing anything. And once again, their director says, once more reaffirms Americans have a constitutional right to carry a firearm for self-defense and that government cannot infringe upon this right. It effectively banned people from carrying concealed guns in 26 different places, including public parks and playgrounds, churches, banks, zoos, even if they have a permit. Permit holders would not be able to drive across town without passing through a prohibited area and therefore breaking the law. <coughs> Duh. And so obviously the federal judge said that's nonsense. And again, once again, the, the, the Second Amendment does not give you the right to own a gun. It, it, it prevents the government from taking your gun. What a difference. Think about it. It's not that I have a right to have a gun. The assumption is you have a right to have a gun. You're God-given right because you were born here. The law says the government does not have the right to take it from you. There better be a damn good reason. Anyway, it's quite, oh my gosh, uh, 446 with the camera, Pete and Flounder, and uh, Flounder's Funnies, and Pete's Tweets, and uh, more like Christmas stuff come up here, too. Uh, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Four fifty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about Albert. Eh? Go ahead, there, blues man. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the hell? I guess. It... Woo! <laughs> this is the damnedest. <laughs> Take it on, little All right, sir. Named Albert King here in 1992. Albert King, the American blues singer and guitarist. Albert King died of a heart attack in Memphis. He recorded dozens of influential songs, such as Crosscut Saw. And as the years go passing by, 
And the 1967 album, Born Under a Bad Sign. Albert King. I don't know Mr. King. Obviously, uh, this song wasn't one, was of, not the, one of the uh, most the famous. Of the, <laughs> this is Crosscut Saw. Crosscut Saw. Well, it changed yeah. everything for, uh, for Eric me. Eric Clapton's. I know. I think the Beatles were a big... Eric Clapton's version is much better. Much better. Well, I, I've never heard of either the Crosscut Saw or Albert King. So that's... <laughs> God, I know nothing about music. It's true. I, I know what I like, and that's all I know. <clears throat> you know I remember it's about per- sex. I right? remember what's that? I heard Cross-cut you say sex. Saw, it's all about sex. Oh, yeah. oh well, then forget it. <laughs> Why would I put myself through that? Four fifty-one, the uh, nineteen thirty-seven, the movie that allowed Walt Disney. We were talking about Disney. Boy, how times have changed. The movie that allowed Walt Disney to keep making animated movies and entertaining the masses for seventy years came out on this day, nineteen thirty-seven. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It was the first feature-length animated movie, and of course it was a classic almost immediately and has even still today. And uh, boy, Walt Disney Company, times have changed. 452. Uh, we got a lot of things. Oh, uh, by the way, coming up, weird. Did you hear this, uh, the story you're seeing in social media about the marriage proposal that's gotten, I don't know how many hits now, of the what the groom did after the wife came out. Oh, Lord, good, good grief. Also, there's now a way with AI and a certain kind of a calculator to put in all the stuff that's gone on in your life and tell you when you're going to die with like 80% accuracy on how long you're going to live. And that's even worse than the insurance company uh, uh, statuary. What do they call them? Uh, what do they call actuary. them? Actuary tables. Oh boy! Yeah. And then there's the story of the couple in a busy shopping center just before Christmas time, and the wife suddenly noticed her husband was missing. She had a lot to do, so she called him on the phone. Honey, where are you? He said, "Oh, sorry, dear. You remember that jeweler's we went to about ten years ago? You fell in love with that diamond necklace. Did you remember that place? I couldn't even afford it at the time, and I said, one day I'm going to get that for you." Well, little tears started flowing down her cheeks, and she got all choked up, and she said, "Yes, I remember that shop." And he said, "Well, I'm in the gun store, two shops down, right next over the." <laughs> Thank you. Bing bong boom. <laughs> Okay, now I shall do. Actually, uh, shall I do a newsy? I don't know the fact. Shall I do? A new- I did the California gun thing. Oh, how, uh, speaking of the Disney and stuff like that, I'll, I'll do kind of a newsy thing here, and then and then we'll have a little, a little more Christmas fun. You got a flounder's funny in there, flounder? We'll, we'll do a flounder's funny in a couple of minutes. Can we do that? You got okay. Um, some parents uh, in Michigan are suing the public school district because Dan and Jennifer Mead found out that the Rockford Public School District had been changing their child's pronouns. From her to him. The school violated the parents' First and Fourteenth Amendment rights by using a masculine name and pronouns for their child. The school says, hey, we're just going by the policy. Your student child wanted us to call her a him, so we started going by that without telling the parents, by the way, what we're doing. Uh, they've been uh, having kids in that school since kindergarten. They're now ho- they pulled the daughter out and are homeschooling her. No one at the district told them what they were doing. They just started treating her like a boy, calling her masculine names and masculine pronouns. A school psychologist inadvertently included the child's masculine name in one section of a child's report that was sent home to the parents. She's in eighth grade. If they change her name back to her birth name and the rest of the document to try to hide it from the parents, and one of the man names slipped out. 
At first, the, the parents thought it was a mistake. Some other kids' information, because that's not her daughter's name, is a boy's name. Uh, they asked district employees to refrain from using the masculine name and male pronouns, and the district says we can't stop doing it. We have to go by the student's wishes. And the girl must have said, I feel like a boy, or I'd call me this. So they, so they, without telling the parents, they groomed her to be a boy. The, the, the parents are now suing. When the child asked the counselor and other staff members to refer to her by a masculine name and pronouns, the school refused to tell the parents about it. And the, uh, the parents and their supporters are saying the child was socially transitioned by being referred with male pronouns. And it was all a secret to the parent. Would never have known unless, if that psychologist hadn't made a, a mistake in the report. Would never have known a thing. Nope. That's what your schools are doing. And they're saying, well, we're just going by the, uh, the kids' wishes. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. So the kids are running things well, yeah, now, the, yeah. not the adults, yeah. the children. Well, probably saw yeah. something on her iPhone, you know, the cell phone, the yesterday's cigarettes. Uh, 455. A little flounder. How about a little maybe flounder's funnies uh, just for the fun of it here? 450, almost 456 with a repeat and flounder. This is a here. short but a good one. All right, sir. I uh, tore my rotator cuff during a prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> It was a telehealth visit, and the, um... (laughs) I had to hold the iPhone and the laser printer, and the... The doctor is just like, zoom out! (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who that guy is? His name is Tim Harmston. I'm sorry? Tim Harmston. H-A-R-M-S-T-O-N. I think you've played him before. Yes, you've played him before. Yep, I have. Uh, 456. Uh, Just a couple quick things. Uh, Virginia Jeffrey, who settled that $12 million lawsuit about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who sexually trafficked her to Prince Andrew. Well, she is uh, uh, just thrilled and excited that a judge has now said we're going to release 170 names of the people on the uh, Whore Airlines, whatever they called it, uh, as an early Christmas present. So she's very, uh, very, very thrilled. And she says, um, she's got an actual quote, oh, there's going to be a lot of nervous people over Christmas and New Year's, 170 to be exact, says uh, Virginia, who's on that naughty list, early Merry Christmas. And we know that Bill Gates is on there. Bill Clinton's on there. Uh, there are some people. They're going to keep uh, confidential names of, of any of the children or girls who were underage at the time. But uh, we'll see. I mean, and again, people are going to have some explaining to do, and the names are going to be public. And they're still trying to get all the, uh, the records as well, too. By the way, this is going to talk about what's going on in America now, too. A group of armed thieves in a car came upon a kid on his bicycle a student in the middle of the day in Washington, D.C., forced him over to the side of the road, jumped out. One of the scumbags in the car pulled a gun and said, we want your jacket or we'll kill you. His jacket was one of those expensive Canada goose coats. They're called like twelve dollars or $1,500, $1,800 sometimes. Guess what? Those, the thieves are targeting people wearing those Canada goose coats. Because they're so expensive. They had three stolen in D.C. a couple of weeks ago. And then they get resold online. They're worth almost two grand. And so thieves are pulling over people on bicycles. 
and take ripping them off them right there in broad daylight, like two o'clock in the afternoon at a school. People all over the place. They don't care. Plus, you know nothing's going to happen to them. God, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll also come. There's uh, been a, a hell going on at the Washington, D.C. Uh, me, well, I got the story here. Uh, hold on. So here we go. At the Mar- uh, Michigan, rather, Michigan Democrat Christmas party. It left, it left one black guy with two black eyes. After a bunch of Arab-loving, Jew-hating guys screaming uh, all kinds of anti-Jewish things, the uh, members of the Palestinian youth movement, dozens of them, stormed in the bar and started shoving people around. And, of course, there was no security because it was a Christmas party. It was an anti-Israeli mob storming the Democrat. Hey, you know, these are Democrats. They're your people. You vote for these people. <laughs> you idiots. Did, did, you, did you read the quote from the woman? Yeah. <laughs> the, them Arabs and mother blanking Detroit tried to kill me. <laughs> it's coming up on five o'clock. Holy crap, but sports is coming up too. The Kimmer Payton Flounder. <laughs> this morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a blank. Ready on your dog, target! Road guards out! Look out! It's only me, it's only the giver, don't be afraid, 503. With Pete Davis and Flounder. Holy crap, but sports is coming up. Well, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. But again, later on, uh, toward the end of the show, we'll replay Rush Limbaugh's final year-end thank you to his audience before he passed away. It was the year 2020, and you'll hear Rush Limbaugh's final adios for the year-end stuff and Christmas wishes uh, coming up a little later on the program. Also, uh, Pete Davis. Holy crap, it's sports. Uh, a couple of quick updates here. we got a lot of holidays. Oh, uh, an update on the traffic. This is going to be a horrible day to travel as of right now. I'll bet if you're driving, you know more than I do, obviously, because all i got is a dark window out there. Uh, but the, 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 the next few days, starting tomorrow in particular, and again, this is the shortest day of the year, the winter solstice. And this means that the northern hemisphere is officially in winter because we're tilted away from the sun as we go around the earth, uh, around our sun. And the uh, southern hemisphere is at summertime because they are closer to the sun the way we are in the summertime when we tilt the other way. Anyway, uh, so it's a winter solstice, shortest day of the year. And then every day gets longer starting tomorrow. Actually, it starts tonight about 1030 in the evening tonight. Anyway, they have have come out with a a survey of what's going to happen and how many people will be passengers and traffic at Hartsfield. 
Uh, tomorrow, they expect 327,000 people. <laughs> now, I'm flying out Christmas Day where they expect about 100,000 less. But it's going to be a mob scene, especially tomorrow and again on the 23rd. The 24th is a lot better in Christmas Day. 24th and 25th are not bad. Uh, but then it starts getting bad again. But then, uh, again, if you haven't got a parking space, you better be thinking about Uber or Taxi or Marta. I used to take when I lived in Brookhaven, we took Marta all the time. Parked right there at the Marta lot and just... Uh, hop right down, takes you right into the terminal. Very handy. Not anymore. Not anymore. And the hey, southern. Hey, one of the ra- yeah. One of the main reasons I'm not coming in today or tomorrow is because that traffic trying to leave Atlanta. Yeah. The the Friday before yeah, the, it, it, the Christmas weekend. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed it coming in today, the traffic, and, and I can imagine right now, I, I, I obviously can't see the traffic patterns, but obviously it's got to be a mess, and it will be uh, tonight, and will be tomorrow, and so you're just going to have to deal with it and expect it, and, you know, what the heck. Although I'm pretty I'll excited, right I did. Uh, again, uh, if you just joined us, I uh, thank you, Flounder, and uh, Pete also helped yesterday, but uh, Flounder today fixed me up with the with my parking app at the place where I've, rent, I've rented a space, and I actually did it myself yesterday, but then I couldn't find the confirmation, and so Flounder had to go into my phone to figure out how to get my confirmation done so I know what I'm doing. Because I was afraid I'd show up. I, I've got a reserve spot indoor at a place uh, to park, so I'm going to drive myself to the airport Christmas Day. But I was afraid, man, if I get there and <clears throat> there's nobody there, is there a code? Is there? Do I have an assigned space? I mean, how am I going to figure this out if I don't have a confirmation? Anyway, so I'm freaking out and going nuts like I always do to try to prepare for the worst possible scenario. And so anyway, so Flounder fixed me up and I've got an app and everything and, every, and everything's going to be guy. But I can't. I did. That's the first time I've ever used my phone to to actually order something over the internet for a service or a thing, and uh, and uh, did it successfully. And now I probably get screwed, and, and uh, somebody will, you know, hack me from Germany or someplace. Anyway, uh, so traffic is going to be uh, horrible, horrible, and uh, particularly horrible. Uh, here with the thing there. Uh, four, uh, 507. Also, did you hear about New York State's going nuts? Now they're, they're going to do something that may require Chick-fil-A to be open on Sundays or leave the state. Chick-fil-A has locations for their restaurants at the New York State Thruway Authority. The Thruway is their turnpike. The New York Thruway has, like all uh, most uh, interstates, or, uh, not uh, interstates, but uh, uh, turnpikes have, uh, have uh, rest areas. And they have uh, uh, places where you can go get something to eat, uh, food vendors and stores and stuff like that, where you take, and then you go right back onto the, the, the uh, turnpike. Well, the New York State people have uh, proposed legislation which will require... Any vendor operating at a rest stop to be open seven days a week, and they are deliberately aiming at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, of course, has not opened its stores on Sunday since they opened it in 1946. Chick-fil-A has 3,000 stores in America. They have seven restaurants owned by the New York Thruway Authority. So the New York Thruway Authority said uh, there's nothing objectionable about a fast food restaurant closing on a particular day of the week, but service areas dedicated to travelers is an inappropriate location for such a restaurant. Publicly owned service areas should use their space to maximally benefit the public allowing for retail space to go unused one-seventh of the week of more of more is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers who rely on these service areas. So they designed the bill specifically aimed at Chick-fil-A. Pull the restaurants. Pull them. Yeah, Just say, say screw, screw you. you. Pull well, yeah, we don't need the money. But they won't. They'll cave probably. Well, I, I mean, yeah, probably. Well, I, no, I, I doubt it. I, I doubt Chick-fil-A is going to open on Sunday in New York State. 
I'll bet they. I'll bet they don't. I'll bet they. I'll bet they don't. And they therefore be kicked out. Now it says they're owned by the Thruway Authority. I don't know what that means. Other than can they can they therefore sell them or do they have to buy, uh, sell no, them they back can to break Chick-fil-A? the lease. They can break the lease yeah. if they if they screw them with them. Yeah, I would assume. I don't know. I mean, but the whole. I mean, but again, in figure, here we go. I mean, uh, once again, well, I mean, all of a sudden, after all these years, all of a sudden, they say, "Well, we, now you have to be open on Sunday." Why did this? Where did this come from? All of a sudden, now in twenty twenty three, I mean, messing with them. Geez, you know, it's, it, a, it's overreached by the state, and New York is the prime example with California. The state thinks it controls every aspect of your life. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, if you heard about this uh, happen at Rite Aid now, the uh, pharmacy people have been banned from using facial recognition technology because they've been spying on people and not doing it well. This is incredible. I didn't even know about this. They apparently Rite Aid was using surveillance technology and facial recognition stuff from 2012 to 2020 using uh, to uh, to incorrectly identify potential shoplifters, especially black ones, Latino ones, Asian ones, or females. <laughs> oh, boy. A settlement with the Federal Trade Commission addresses charges the drugstore chain Rite Aid did not do enough to prevent harm to customers and implement reasonable procedures. The FTC said in a court complaint that Rite Aid's technology led to thousands of incorrect matches. Rite Aid would use facial recognition to identify shoppers, quote, that it had previously deemed likely to engage in criminal behavior. So they checked all the faces of the people coming in and said, that one, that one, and that one might be shoplifters. Oh, 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 oh really? Uh, holy cow. Well, there we modern day America. That's unbelievable. And by, and how about this for a change of what's going on in California? We know we told you the federal judge has stopped them from cracking down on not being able to have a weapon on you in, in California. Well, now California has okayed rules. For turning toilet water directly into the water faucet. Usually toilet water is flushed in California, ends up in places like ice skating rinks near Disneyland, ski slopes around Lake Tahoe, farmland in the Central Valley, and now your kitchen faucet. California regulators have approved new rules to let water agencies recycle wastewater and put it right back into the pipes that carry drinking water to homes, schools, and businesses. It will help the state been struggling to secure reliable sources of drinking water for their 39 million residents. Well, they have a new source now. Your toilet, California. Congratulations. You must be thrilled. 512. Uh, da, 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 da. Holy crap! Sports coming up with Pete. Did you have a travel yes. uh, a thing uh, to mention, Peter? I may have been uh, mis- uh, misread uh, by your latest note. No, just saying that what you did. You talked about what you're going to do and traveling by plane, and I talked about the fact that I'm not coming to Atlanta because I'm, I'm not going to try and leave Atlanta at six o'clock on a Friday afternoon, the Friday before Christmas. Oh, yeah. It would be insanity. And we still have... I just looked at the traffic right yeah. now. It doesn't seem too bad. But it's still, you know, I don't know. It's, it's going to get worse. any better later. And, and I, I don't know, but the last we heard about that weather storm was going to go right up the entire East Coast on Christmas Eve and might mess with a whole bunch of people, too. So anyway, just be advised. But again, uh, especially if you're going to the airport, the parking is a serious issue. And you, if you don't have a reservation, you could be in trouble. Real quick, Trucker John's on. He wants to talk to you about the Chick-fil-A in New York. Excellent. Trucker John, welcome aboard, my friend. What's going on? 
Fred. Good, man. What's up? Well, uh, you know, I, I always, I've always been taught about separation of church and state. So how can the state government of New York uh, try to affect their will against a, a, a individual corporation uh, and things and then, you know, and tell them they have to be open on Sunday? So hopefully Chick-fil-A tells them to pound sand <laughs> and uh, takes us to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we'll see where that goes from there. Well, uh, my, my guess would be that that's probably the option to do rather than close up. I can't imagine that Chick-fil-A would just say, fr- well, I, no, I, I, I take that back. I can't imagine that Chick-fil-A will open on Sunday. I think they would rather close shop uh, or sue than, get, than willingly uh, uh, give in to doing I guarantee Chick-fil-A, I bet you Chick-fil-A is not going to be open on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Trucker John, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I got to run. Got Peach coming up, 514. Also, Peach tweets, a little comedy bits, and it's almost Christmas, and we got it all for you here with the camera, Pete and Flounder, 106.3. There we go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> 519 for the Kimber Pete and Flounder. <laughs> By the way, I've got two tennis items coming up. But first, the most important part right now. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. MLB's competition committee has approved several rule changes for the 2024 season. Oh, really? But the two big ones are subtracting two seconds from the pitch timer with men on base from 20 to 18 seconds. And they're also going to widen the runner's lane to first base. Before this, really? batters had to essentially run on the dirt between the foul line and the three-foot line or be at risk of being called out for interference. Now that lane will extend to the cut of the infield grass. The distance between the foul line and the infield grass will be between 18 and 24 inches in all parks, with some limited grace periods granted because some of the players and umpires will take a time to adjust to it. Yeah. So, for the first eight season, runners will be allowed to run around the pitching mound to avoid a tag if necessary. <laughs> I'm making that up. I don't think that's quite true, that last part. But you know what's going to happen? You're going to have a lot of catchers get mad, and they're going to plug these guys in the back. Shoot them in the the back, trying to get around. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You you asked yesterday where Georgia big-time recruit K.J. Bolden is from. I'm here to tell you he is from Buford. Oh, really? Cool. Excellent. That's right. He's the number 16 prospect overall, the number one safety in the ESPN 300, gives the dogs three five-star commitments, and so that's pretty good right there. Excellent. Uh, Yet another reason this four-team college football playoff is a farce, Michigan may have cheated big time to get there. Michigan has received a notice of allegations from the NCAA regarding alleged violations by the football staff during the COVID-19 recruiting dead period. Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh allegedly faces a level one violation for not cooperating with or misleading investigators. And Michigan also faces four level two violations. And in August, the NCAA took the unusual step of issuing a statement during an ongoing investigation, which they never really do. Yeah. So best case scenario, the Wolverines win the Natty, then they have to vacate the title. Oh, brother. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. And is it classless for a college football coach to call his main rival school's players pieces of blank? Oh, my. That sounds a little the iffy. The S word, basically. Yeah. 
North Carolina coach Mac Brown called NC State coach Dave Doran classless yesterday following a video celebration last month in which Doran used derogatory language to describe the Tar Heels. After State closed out the regular season with a victory over its rival, Doran addressed the team inside the locker room and his comments were called on camera by the ACC network. Quote, it's been 1,460 days since those pieces of blank beat us. Oh. End quote. Oh. Uh, Mac Brown brought it up yesterday, said, I've never heard something like that before. I'm disappointed. I thought it was classless. It's not true. We didn't play well in the game. We didn't coach well. It's been very well documented, and I got that. But you don't call kids a piece of blank, and I've addressed it with our team. I apologize to them. Well, Mac Brown didn't need to apologize. It's for Dave Doran to apologize, yeah. who, by the way, he has called Mac Brown and apologized for it. Wow. But then he went on a rant blaming the ACC network for recording him and broadcasting it when he said that should have been private. Oh, 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 oh so that's the issue, that he got caught. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he got caught. Yeah. That's, why, that's why he's upset about it. He yeah. says it's not an excuse, but it shouldn't have been on TV, blah, 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 blah. Maybe Dave Dorn needs a little help with Hulk Hogan, what Hulk Hogan that's got yesterday. Right. Oh, really? The Hulkster and his wife, yeah, yeah. got baptized in Florida yesterday. Yeah. And yes, he was wearing his signature bandana just like Jesus did. And it was a full lake in the lake body of submerged baptized, too. It wasn't a little water on the head. It was he went underwater. They weren't in a lake. It, they were in a warm was, tub Well, somewhere. it was a big pool of something. It was warm Please. water, but they, went, they did the whole thing underwater. It wasn't like the little dripping on well, the head. Well, as William Powell said in the great uh, movie Life with Father, he was baptized. <laughs> and uh, where were you baptized, Kimmer? I was baptized in the Methodist. Well, I'll tell you a story. I was, uh, for some reason, I was the second born in the family. And for some reason, as we were uh, raised Methodist, uh, uh, beginning of everything, and for some reason, I was never baptized until I was about 11 years old. I, I don't. It was after World War II, and for, for whatever reason, they ju just never did it. And I don't know whether my dad was getting out of the Navy or whatever. I don't know what it was. But anyway, for every reason, I was baptized. I was 11. I remember being a grown-up kid. And yeah. it was a little thing on the head, a little sprinkle on the head, you know. And Reverend, uh, it was a, he had a southern, this was in uh, Fayetteville, New York. And he, it was a southern uh, uh, minister, a Methodist mm. minister with a southern accent. I can explain this for yes. you. Yes. Okay, please do. Uh, Protestants don't do babies. You have to do it yourself as a child. You have to agree to do it. You don't just do it as a baby and you're done for life. Well, see, I don't even Protestant remember Church, that. You, you yeah. make your own decision and you walk down and you do well, it. Well, yeah. that's when I decided I was about 11 years old. You didn't old get said, dunked? You're I, not baptized I did not you did, didn't get was dunked. No dunking. It was, it was a little water on the, uh, on the thing there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You Methodists, all you do is sing and sprinkle water, yeah, and you I think you, you're going to it's heaven. Incredible. It's and, incredible. And, and to this day, I'm an ordained minister. I just, just think of it. It's an incredible yeah, turnaround. It's amazing. It's that's amazing. that's your ticket to heaven that's right a, there. Get me in, baby. Ministership. <laughs> your Atlanta Hawks won in Houston last night, 134 to 127. Trey Young led 30 points and 14 assists, which I'm saying it's all because of the Vietnamese food they ate at Le Colonial before the game. Oh, I think that's what God. did it. Must have been the nook mom. Oh, Lord. No. Jason and Travis Kelsey have a podcast in which they discuss the usual subjects NFL players talk about off the field, like quantum physics and the Industrial Revolution's oh. impact on 19th century England. <laughs> but recently, they took time out to talk about the water boys who give them liquid during timeouts, oh. otherwise known as hydration experts. Here's an actual verbal exchange between the brothers, starting with Jason. 
So you kind of just know when someone reaches up to squirt you to open up your mouth and you just get squirted. They don't always have to do the squirting. You can do the squirting sometimes, but when you develop a relationship, you just know when you're about to get squirted on and you open your mouth. To which Travis replied, you got to have a good relationship with a person squirting. To which Jason said, you don't want to be just letting some rando squirt on you. You got to make sure you know you're, who you're dealing with. <laughs> Uh, New York yes. Giants interim quarterback Tommy DeVito yeah. recently filed for two new trademarks. One is for the oh. phrase Tommy Cutlets. The other is for Passing Paisano. DeVito oh. plans to use the trademarks for branding everything from decals to clothing to pasta to pizza to tomato sauces and energy drinks. You know what? Good for Smart him. Because guess what? He's not going to be a, a star quarterback no. in the next three years. I don't think he won't know. be there next year. <laughs> yeah. He's not probably on the make team it, next year. Make it while you can, my boy. Yeah. Make it while you can. <laughs> Coastal Carolina is in our 50th state to enjoy playing in Saturday's Easy Post Hawaii Bowl against San Jose State. In the meantime, they're doing what you do over there. They're taking in the beach at Waikiki. They're taking pics with Diamond Head in the background. And to do that, you usually don beachwear like bathing trunks and bikinis, right? Hmm. Well, no. Not in woke America. Not in 2023. Chanticleer's head coach, Tim Beck, is in hot water for taking a pic in his swim trunks shirtless while standing with the team's dance team, all women who are wearing bikinis on a beach. The horror. Well, they're, the all, horror. they're going to hell. Whoever yeah, heard the of The post that? on social media lasted three whole hours before somebody took it down because hairy, disgruntled, ugly, fat feminists started complaining. Even Coastal's mascot is in the pick, but that wasn't good enough. All they're doing is basically putting their arms around each other to take a big pick standing in a line. That's it. That's all they were doing. As innocent as that is, but not even today in America. You remember when the feminists were talking about, you know, yeah. it's my body, my yeah. choice, and, you know, I got to love my body. But yeah. now if you show a woman in a bikini, you, you, no, 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 you can't do We have to go back to Puritan times. We can't do that anymore. Well, I, I, I must be offensive to trannies or something. I, there's, a whole, there's a whole new set of objections now to, to whatever happens having anything to do with sex or gender. I mean, That's more really, anti-women uh, stuff. I, I mean, it's, yeah. again, whoever heard of all these objections? I mean, I mean it's just no matter what, there's always something. Uh, there's more division you know than, the than ever was? happened in this country. You had a heterosexual male in swim trunks, shirtless, standing with probably, for the most part, heterosexual women, yeah. no trans to be seen. Oh, God forbid we have that. Have anything yeah. looking normal out there like yeah. that. Uh, we all know football and the SEC just means more, maybe a little too more for a business in Oklahoma. Reginald Green is a state farm insurance agent, but people are going online and leaving one-star reviews for his business, which is not very good. Why? Mm. Because Reginald's son just transferred from the University of Oklahoma oh. to Missouri. Oh, so they're getting him back by making his father go out of business? Yeah. Yeah, the Sooners fans are going after Daddy on this. I mean, oh, that's just a little man. stupid. That's bad. And on this date, December, what the hell's today? The uh, 21st? Yes. It's a 21. Shortest, shortest okay. Yeah. 1960, Cubs owner Philip Wrigley announced that the club will not have a manager that season, will instead use a group of coaches that will take turns managing the club. The Cubbies went on to win three straight World Series. No, just no, kidding. No, that's true. The results... 
a disaster. <laughs> Chicago finished 35 games out of first place, uh, and they got rid of it. <laughs> idiots. What a stupid idea that was. Oh, mercy. <laughs> and that's sports. Well, um, we're not quite done yet, sir. I'm afraid uh, a couple of things. Right. One, I thought this was rather bizarre. There's a new monitoring service for tennis players to confront online abuse and threats. International Tennis Federation has a, a company called Matri- Threat Matrix Service operating in 35 languages, launching the first of the year. Tennis players are subject to significant levels of social media abuse and inappropriate online contact. It poses risks to preparation, performance, and mental health. So the Threat Matrix Service will support the identification of abusers against whom all available measures will be taken. Developed by an AI company called Signify Group. It'll monitor players' Mm -hmm. public-facing social media for abusive, threatening content. Uh, tennis has a sport where players can compete to the best of their ability, free from any form of harassment. So they're going after the social media people coming after them with a special tennis thing. By the way, I've invented a new game called Silent Tennis. Silent Tennis? Yeah, it's like regular tennis, but without the racket. Uh, oh, hey! Oh, ho! Oh. Well, I have a tennis birthday. I guess I'm going to have to wait until after the musical break coming up here. 5.30 with a... The racket. 5.30, Kimber Pete and Flounder. All right, well, I'll make it up to you in a minute. Here we go. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and Freddie Mercury. 1991, These Are the Days of Our Lives by Queen started a five-week run at number one in Britain. The 1975 worldwide hit had been re-released after the death of Freddie Mercury, 1991. There you go. It's a thing with a thing. This is a pretty song. I play a little more of this, Flounder. I, I don't know this song. Anyway, I don't know much about. I really don't know much about Queen, and I know the Rhapsody mm. thing or whatever it is. But that's hey. a, a cute tune. What's that? I added another Christmas <laughs> song, a new Christmas song I liked last night. Oh, like what? What is it? It's a Katy Perry song. So, so far this year, I've liked a Kelly Clarkson, an Ariana Grande, and a Katy Perry Christmas song. So, it's hmm. three in one year. That's a lot. Three cuties, too. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, by the way, a, a couple leftover sports things here, Pete. Uh, on this day in history, in 1951, Joe DiMaggio retired from baseball. 1951. And our sports birthday list includes Chrissy Everett, 69 years old today. Chris Everett. And by the way, I, 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 remember, I remember this. Uh, I remember when she was either married to or dating uh, Greg Norman, the a golfer, the blind Australian golfer. And she was doing an interview, and she revealed that they have a really fun relationship because they both have a foot fetish. Huh. <laughs> I mean, <What>? I, <laughs> hmm. 
Now I feel really bad. Why? And I, for making fun making fun of him when he blew the Masters at nine stroke lead or something. I feel bad for making fun of him now because I didn't know he was a blind Australian. <laughs> Well, I, I don't actually think he is, but anyway. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, Flounder did a very nice thing for me. Uh, he get, he saw a story of uh, another sexual escapade in the Congress, in a, a building in the Congress uh, complex. And More like a brothel than it is a yeah. Senate and house. And so, so he came in and said, we'll put it on the camera's iPad. So he came in and put up my new iPad, and so which I, by the way, was charging is now 100%. And so he put it on my iPad. And the story was there. And then while I turned around to talk to Pete for a second, of course, the story, the thing went black. And so when I hit, when I hit the button to go back onto it, now it's just a bunch of ads. Well, and I don't know where the well, story went. of course, went. it'll never go back. So the story's gone. It'll never gone. go back after I, going I can't, black. Well, I can't go back. I mean, it, it disappeared. Yeah. I mean, it's all now it just, black. it's all just was, you know, I'm trying to hit X's and <laughs> stuff and it was just, it's gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. This is the most fascinating part of the show. Well, anyway, but, but ironically, here's the funny part. Ironically, uh, I still have the story <laughs> because, oh, now I can't find it. I had it. I just put it aside like an idiot. Uh, oh, there it is. Break Capitol Police investigating second sex video. Uh, but I think it's the same one that I that I got. Now, why can't I find it? Oh, here it is. Uh, U.S. House quietly. Oh, it's a, it's a newer version of it. Anyway, uh, Capitol Police are reporting investigating another explicit video taken by a former, sta- a former congressional staffer less than a week after the uh, Washington area rocked by the video showing a gay ex-staffer, uh, Farluka Caton, uh, perched up on one of the desks in the Senate hearing room. And now, uh, an interview. Uh, there's another interview taken last year. Uh, no official conclusive evidence, but apparently uh, there was some video of one guy watched by a senator inside a House office building. Uh, one guy who was, uh, well, let's say, waxing the dolphin <clears throat> with nobody else around, theoretically. And then there was another case of two guys. Uh, engaged in uh, Farkalukalate in air in an office setting as well. Their faces not visible, but... <laughs> so I don't know what the hell's going on up there. I mean, what is, the whole thing is disgusting. It's it's Rome at the end of... Rome, the, you know, it's Sodom and Gomorrah at the end of that, too. It's, it's the end of the Republic. Totally, totally uh, disgusting. Uh, The eunuchs are uh, are doing with each other up there, just like in Roman times. Uh, Apparently. Uh, Let's see. At 5.40 already, uh, a a couple of Christmas bits here. uh, Some more of the uh, top ten least favorite Christmas stories that are going to be showing up on TV this uh, this weekend. Uh, Jack Frost loses the feeling in his extremities. This one is coming up here. I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, that one now that one's going to be <laughs> hard to imagine. And the teddy bear who came to life and mauled a retail clerk. These are again these are not popular <laughs> movies that we're going to be watching here at all. But luckily there are uh, there are some more uh, toys they've taken off the. Taken off the toys list just in time for Christmas shopping. It'll be the end. Mr. Potato Head multiple outlet strip. This one that's uh, not popular. Let's tape Daddy and Mommy in bed tape recorder. That's again or not. How about the Easy Bake Open Flame Oven? Again, these are not uh, the best kinds, ladies and gentlemen, just for the record. <laughs> oh, by the way, I will give a little tease. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do a lot of Christmas stuff. And I've got a whole bunch of things from the past. Uh, we, we'll probably do everything, including a Holy Night, and we'll do uh, Redneck Christmas, and I mean, all this stuff. We'll do, we'll do it all tomorrow. And I kind of mentioning teasing uh, of you. There is a list of the uh, quote the absolute best 
seven Christmas movies of all time. And, uh, no, of course, they mentioned three that are that Pete mentioned are not really movies. The Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas with uh, Boris Karloff. Those are all TV specials. Those really aren't movies. But I'll bet you uh, that there are some... Uh, uh, be, uh, in fact, Pete, let me just add, uh, out of curiosity, what do you think are the... Uh, let's say maybe your two... What, what do you would think maybe the two or three best Christmas movies of all time? Just off topic. Well, it's of that. a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life should be up there. Miracle on 34th Street should be up there. Um, Christmas movie. Of course, Elf, it's, it's a modern classic, is Elf. Yeah. A Christmas Story. A, a, uh, yeah. a Christmas Flounder. Story. And yeah. uh, uh, Flounder, any others off the top of your head? Just uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, no, there's yeah. a different one, a comedy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, what, what would you say? Die Hard. Uh, well, well, ha, ha. No. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you said that because, in fact, I'll read the intro to this here. Uh, this one, I'm not even sure who, who did this list, but uh, and, uh, by the way, you're all going to be right. Uh, if you don't watch at least one of these movies every year, no Christmas for you. Santa will be giving out presents. All right. First, some rules. Lots of movies take time uh, take place during Christmas that might even feature Christmas in a significant way. But to be a true Christmas movie, he writes, you have to celebrate the spirit of the holiday, and I'm looking at you, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we all feel good watching Hans Gruber go falling out the window of Nakatomi Plaza, watch in hand, but that's hardly the spirit of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Great movie, but it doesn't count here. Happy Trails Hans, uh, the best Christmas list of all time, does not make it with Die Hard. Uh, but the rest of them, I think you can probably, I think you probably have guessed them all. Uh, number seven, one of those movies that is inescapable, inex, inescapable at Christmas time. Uh, networks run it almost around the clock because the family story resonates with kids and adults alike. Uh, all young Ralphie Parker wants for Christmas is a Red Rider air gun, a BB rifle, and who could blame him? It seems like the world around him conspires against his wishes. A story is told from Ralphie's perspective, so adults, even Santa and his elves, often appear terrifying, except his mom. Darren McGavin, fabulous as the dad with the ugliest lamp in human history. He also played the newspaper man turned mobster, uh, monster hunter mm -hmm. Kolchak in the show of the same name. Now, the movie yeah, is filled with silly adult warnings about the air rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. But it's family entertainment that hits the target, even if Ralphie couldn't. And he damn near did. And, of course, it's A Christmas Story. As, uh, number you want to see some trivia? Yes, I do. You want to see trivia? Yeah. If you watch the film, remember when Dad's outside uh, looking at the lamp in the window before the mother turns it off? Yeah. And the the neighbor walks up to him and goes, "What's what's that?" Yeah. And he goes, "It's a major award." You know, <laughs> that guy. That guy's either the director of the film. He walks up to him, or the writer, Gene Shepard. And uh, later, no when the, when a when cameo, Ralphie's yeah. standing in line to see Santa, and he gets in the wrong line, and some guy goes, "Hey, kid, the line forms back there." Yeah. I think that's either the director or the uh, or the writer. Right, they cool. both got cameos in the. In the I would movie. do hell. I would do that every time. Like Hitchcock was always in his movies. Yeah, and and usually not hidden very well too. Sometimes he tried to, but but he was clearly stood out. Um, uh, um, uh, bum uh, Now what the hell was it? Just gonna say something about that stupid. Doing movie. the list. You haven't finished the list. I, well, I got several Let's more, see. and we'll do a couple more. But that yes, no, no. See, like I always said, you never finished. No, the no. List. We we we'll say we. I'll mention another one, and then maybe we'll uh, have the whole thing tomorrow. <laughs> we don't want to spoil the spoil the surprise. Oh, you're gonna hold it off till tomorrow? No, no. We'll see. We'll see. It's quarter. Tomorrow's I mean, not promised. I, I. What can I tell you? It's quarter of six.
Netflix, whether Kiver Feed and Flounder, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> All is well. Elvis Fife and Duane. By the way, it's going to take a minute because yeah, not only does Flounder have a thing that he sent me on, on his uh, Elvis story about the, why we're playing this here today, but I also looked up some stuff about this meeting with Richard Nixon. This is the story. 1970, Elvis Presley decided to drop by the White House on a whim because he was, of course, one of the most uh, popular Oval Office moments in history. The bejeweled rock icon in purple velvet pants and a matching cape blazer shakes hands with the President of the United States for a photo op that looks like it was fake but that photo op is the most requested photograph from the United States National Archives the deal was Elvis landed in Washington that morning off a red-eye flight from Los Angeles he had penned a letter to the president of American Airlines stationery he directed his, uh, when he got on the ground he told his limo driver to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue he jumped out and handed a note that he wrote on that stationery to secret service agents who didn't even recognize him despite him wearing a high collar top coat and a cape. Uh, Elvis really wanted was a special badge from the Bureau of Narcotics to add to his personal collection of police badges. He was a big fan of that stuff. The head of the Bureau of the Narcotics said, no, you're not getting one. And Elvis said, well, who can I see to go above you? And he said, the only guy above me is the President of the United States. So Elvis told his driver to stop to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And sure enough, they got stopped. Uh, they went into the West Wing. Uh, Dwight Chapin, the then deputy assistant to the president, arranged the meeting. They were all having a good time, joking around. And then evil Bud, uh, Eagle Bud Crow, remember that name, also a deputy assistant, started questioning Elvis, saying, "Oh, what, what do you want? What do you, what, you know, what, what do you want to meet him for? What do you want to see him for? This, you know, it's a very serious business here." Elvis didn't lose sight of his goal, though, and he asked the president about getting him a narc badge. The president said, "Well, I think we can do that." He asked the Secret Service, says, "Yeah, we can make that happen." At the conclusion of the meeting, Presley again told the president how much he was supporting him outside the office the white house was buzzing staffers tried to bring elvis on a tour but they had to stop because there was too much commotion the girls working at the white house were going nuts over the whole deal for elvis could get his badge he just stopped by the white house and went to see the president with a note in his hand and they let him get away with it damn this story and that was uh, 50 years ago today HBO did a great movie in 1997 called Elvis Meets Nixon about Elvis disappearing from his bodyguards and just leaving for a weekend. He had one of those John Lennon, I'm going out for cigarettes, Yoko, I'll be back in a year. He had one of those weekends and disappeared, and they went, they freaked out, and that's when he went to meet Nixon. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, by the way, our birthday list includes Phil Donahue, 88 years old today. And I just told one Phil Donahue story recently about the time when I was on telling the, the uh, winner of the Nobel Prize, uh, Watson, to get the egg off his chin from e eating his breakfast. And the second one was when I was on the show with my daughters uh, about how daddies deal with their daughters' growing sexuality when they become teenagers. And my, both my daughters, uh, Sarah and Jennifer, were on there with me. And because of that appearance, I told the story in the podcast. I don't know if I told on the radio. Uh, this was back, of course, when I wasn't hideous to look at. It was back in 1988 or something, 89 maybe, uh, 80, 88 or 89. And, um, and so because of being, uh, being on the Phil Donahue show, I had women who would call me. My phones were still uh, you know, available to get with the uh, information. 
And uh, I had women would call me up and uh, fly themselves into Atlanta uh, just to be with a Kimmer after seeing my performance on that stupid show. It's a damnedest thing. One girl drove up from Columbus or, or Macon, I can't remember, in her boyfriend's Corvette. A brand new Corvette, and she took it from her boyfriend. I've supposedly been out with the girls and showed up for the for the weekend so I could drive her boyfriend's Corvette. Oh Lord! Anyway, those were those were fun days. Phil Donahue, eighty-eight years old. God bless America. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, best seven Christmas movies of all time. And we'll do more with this uh, Christmas stuff and year-end stuff tomorrow. With a whole bunch of it. Uh, let's we'll go down those number seven. A Christmas Story, which we mentioned uh, a moment ago. Number six, Scrooged. And it writes here, uh, this should come after uh, under the Christmas Carol section. It's such a wild and different retelling of the story. Stands on its own. Bill Murray, the sleazy mm-hmm. TV executive who cares only about ratings till he gets a wild nut of ghosts, including his old boss. Uh, it's a kept way of a strong cast. Uh, Karen Allen, John Forsythe, Bobcat Goldthwaite, and Robert Mitchum. David Johansson playing the crazed taxi driver ghost at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Lou Retton, John Houseman, uh, anyway, those kind of things. So that Lee was Majors. The, yeah, uh, and Lee Majors, uh, and one movable bit with action star Lee Majors that must be seen, as even says here. That's number six is Scrooge. Yeah. It, was I'm, all right. it was all right. I'm, not, I'm kind of surprised it's number six. Because uh, it's kind of a fun a comedy type movie. And anyway, and number five is White Christmas. And if you've ever dreamed of a White Christmas, this is for you. Number four, It's a Wonderful Life. Number three is Elf. Number two, A Christmas Carol. And number one is Miracle on 34th Street. And by the way, before we go, uh, Rush Limbaugh made his final comments while he was alive on this day in 2020, saying farewell to his audience to wish them well for the new year and a Merry Christmas. And here's Rush Limbaugh's last goodbye for the year. A yearly tradition, we wrap up with Mannheim Steamroller and Silent Night. And my ongoing attempts to thank everybody in the audience, all of you, for everything you mean to me. That last call, um, that's, reminds me how much I love all of you, how much I so appreciate everything you've meant to me and my family. You don't have any idea how I know so many people think this program has changed their lives for the better. You have no idea what you all have meant to me and my family. The day is going to come, folks, where I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know when that is. I want to be able to do it for as long as I want to do it. I want to... But the day will come where I'm not going to be able to. And I want you to understand that Even when the day comes, I'd like to be here. Because I have this sense of needing to constantly show my appreciation for all that you have done and meant to me. So I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great New Year. And I hope that the things that are in store for all of us in the coming year are certainly better than what we have endured in 2020. I don't know too many people have enjoyed 2020. Probably some sickos out there who have, but 
2021 has to be better. We're going to try to make it that way here at the EIB Network. Again, folks, thank you so much. I wish there were a way to say it other than thank you. You're just the best. My family is just the best. Rush Limbaugh, 2020. A final goodbye. Lindsay Moore was seven years old when her dad sold his prized possession, his Dan Marino football card, because the family needed money. Well, she just got that card back 30 years later, and Dad is going to have a happy, happy Christmas. God bless America. Life is good. Hoorah, Semper Fi, I gotta go. You're killing me. So the camera with Pete and Flounder tomorrow. Let her rip, and it's Christmas time. <laughs> Look out. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon background screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com.